0: la 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 i know what, i know what hell is like yeah yeah what is hell like <laughs> it's hot yoga all the time <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: have you have you been doing hot yoga lately like the girlfriend makes me do it yeah. it's such a it's so hot in there.
1: Yeah.
0: Holy shit. Yeah. I've, I've done it
1: a couple of times. But.
0: Hey everyone, this is John Seth, and you're listening to John Seth's World. That's my world. I'm here with my co-host. Sean. And we killed all of the other people who occasionally okay. sit, yeah. and <laughs> and sit here with us. <laughs> and we have nothing to talk about today. We so call, we welcome to the, the show. With, yeah. Go rate right at one star and we're out. Yeah, yeah. Goodbye, everybody. The ending early <laughs> joke is a is a joke that's really easy to make, and it's never funny, but it's uh, it's in my bag of tricks. Yeah. And I like to pull it out, you know, every other episode or so. Yeah, and just, we're done. Just, just not while you're doing hot yoga. God, dude, I, you can't. Okay, one time I was doing hot yoga, mm-hmm. and I left because it was hot, mm. and I got a drink because I was. I, I honestly, like, I I think at the time, I probably had a one in. One and uh, maybe a one and a half chance of dying. Mm. So I was, you know, mostly dead. Yeah. And I left the room to, you know, maybe revitalize myself and uh, get a drink of water. And I come into the room and I get back to my mat. And I, I you know, I don't know, downward facing dog, which is basically like, I mean, for a, when a fat guy does it, it looks hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> And, and the the instructor comes up and like whispers in my ear like never leave again, <laughs> and I was like, well, holy shit! Oh, because like it breaks the never it breaks the flow again. of the room or whatever. Yeah, like, they don't like that. Yeah, that's like not a thing. Yeah, you're you're allowed to like step out if you if you need to step I out. Guess you can't step back in. But she was oh she was like.
1: I guess. I guess in.
0: once you're out, you're out. I'm, like, assuming, it's, I'm assuming it was. Dude, 100%. it's it's like a fear factor challenge. Like you can go, you can leave. Yeah. But like once you leave, you've tapped out. You're like done. Yeah. That's it. No more. You lost. Yeah. And these things are an hour. I mean, I don't know how oh, yeah. hot they are. I swear to God, the room's at least 300 degrees. Oh, it gets really hot. It or is. It's, it's it's like maybe 120, 130, or something. I think I think the room is. And, like and a we hot... subject ourselves to this voluntarily. Yeah. What is... You know, that's what's wrong with humanity. Hot yeah. yoga. Hot, how, do you, but how, well, how do you feel now? Like, I did hot yoga. Well, do you feel like you're more in heaven or more in hell? I felt like I was in hell. But, uh, I guess it makes me appreciate the world around me more. Yeah. But that's my point, is like, if I never left hot yoga... It would be like hell. It would be hellish. That would be hell. Yeah. That makes sense. It doesn't... They say it centers you. I don't know what that means. I think I'm centered all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right in the middle, right in the middle. Okay, you, you click the line center on the mm. word document. Right. right. Yeah. That, not, in between not highlighting not, and not I'm not highlighting. The the right, internet. Yeah. No, I'm right in the middle. Yeah. Right in the middle. Okay. So there's a lot of weird things that have happened this week. Honestly, like I, doing Merkel report has given me this uh, sort of insight into things I never would have known about. Had you ever heard of Quadric Quadrickers Quadrug Exchange? Quadric. I, I had not. Me neither. But apparently they're the largest Canadian exchange, which might not mean much. Oh yeah, betcha. <laughs> oh oofta. I'll bet Pierre Rochard had heard of it. <laughs> That's not a Canadian accent. Well he's he's he's, a, he's more of a French Canadian. Oh don't you know? That's oh. a Minnesota. there. <laughs> is it, he is French Canadian? Yeah. Uh, how do, would you like would you like throw that onto French? Quadrusie, oh, quadruster, uh, quadrice- Bitcoin exchange, exchange, yeah, it like probably that. means something in, in French. Quadrigax. Uh but wow. they it sounded like a Pokemon. It does actually which makes a lot Quadri- of quadrigax. quadrigax, which make, which is an ironic thing with what they're going through. Like right
1: quadrigax.
0: At- <laughs> you know, yeah. it really does a quadrigax. Okay, yeah. so what happened with quadrigax is uh, it's a it's a tale of woe. Mm. What happened with Mount Gox? I'm not going to tell you what happened with Quadrigax. Is uh, so Mount Gox happened uh, w- when Mark Carpelles lost his private keys by putting them into his cat's anus, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and or hiding them with his mother. We're not sure. Maybe put them in his mother's cat's anus. We don't know. Or his mother's anus. No. Um, but uh, <laughs> or his cat's mother's anus. That's that's a level of recursion I wasn't really ready to go to. It could be his cat's mother's anus. I don't know. Uh, but Quadrigax, uh, apparently the owner of the exchange had uh, died because it's <laughs> in Canada. He had died. died. And and in India by the way. In India, like way probably the eating their street food. <laughs> <That>. <laughs> or after using a bathroom. It could have been it could have been a lot of things. Maybe on that beach where they poop on the beach. Maybe, maybe he <laughs> contracted a poop-on-the-beach disease. Yeah. That could have very well, there's a lot of things to die from there. Uh, maybe a guy ran into him with his like uh, weird little uh, buggy car. Yeah. But whatever the case, he died. Or, he, or, or the neck crack. He was running to the ASMR. He thing. may have he done that. He la croaked. croaked. Yeah. He, he croaked. la croaked. <laughs> so uh, he la croaked, and I think his wife took over the exchange. And they just kind of like, what the fuck? They paused all trading, all that shit. And they haven't opened it's been a couple Mm weeks mm-hmm. and now there's a lot of speculation that they may not, they, they may have some noobs working there and may not know what their private keys are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, now it would be more ironic if he was killed by a machete mm-hmm. because then the exchange would have been hacked to death. <laughs> right. Yeah. That would have been very appropriate for a Bitcoin exchange. That would have been uh yeah. terrible way to go, but it would at least it would have added to the humor of this show. Yeah. <laughs> uh but no. He wasn't hacked to death. Uh he was I think just he just died. No one knows why. No one it was something about poor health, but I think there's conspiracies. True or not probably not. Well, I would think a conspiracy, have, whatever it is, would, would not involve have, his wife have, losing he, the private key. Or he may, or he may have dis, maybe he's not dead and disappeared. But it sounded like he did die. And is it that, like, they just, he, he didn't really, I mean, I don't know if he had him with him. How would you like, but how would you like, like, you're tell a normal any, person, he didn't, he didn't tell anybody. you're a normal person, one day you go on to, like, hotscripts.com, and you download, like, someone's version of a, an exchange, and you load it up on your site, and, you know, it just happens to be, you're in Somalia, and it just happens to end up being the number one Bitcoin exchange in Somalia. So you go from normal guy to, like... Guy who's accidentally running the biggest Somalian exchange, then you die of natural causes, and now your wife has to endure conspiracies about how you were killed by Somalian pirates and you know Russians. Mm. I love it. That's what I like about Bitcoin. It, all roads lead to like the weirdest, <laughs> the, the weirdest claim. Well, but this is this is like like we haven't had a good weird exchange thing. This and, is it. This is the one. This is the one that's like yeah. I'm really liking it. I, this is a good story. Yeah. Uh, I'd never heard of them, yeah. But that's okay. Like this week, I learned about Jussie Smollett. I'd never heard of him either. You were telling me you said something about this, but I haven't. I haven't followed got, who this guy is. The, the claim is he got beat up in Chicago. Oh, is this the guy that he? He's 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 a guy. He's a black guy that got claimed he was like attacked by. Uh, racists or something? Is that what they By do? racists. Or, so, or, or I, I'm not really aware of it, but I've seen like things here and there. Look, yeah. Y- you tell me about that's it. That's it. That's pretty much it. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, like, <laughs> I guess I didn't need to read much. But, so like, but, but like, apparently they've like got videotape from him all the way to his home, and then there's a one-minute span of video where they don't have any videotape of what happens, and that's when he says the attack happened. Mm. So... But but the the bigger point here is that last week I didn't know who he was, and this week I know who he is. Uh-huh. Just like Quadrigax. Yeah, it's just like Gax. Yeah, just like it. Yeah. So you know that's uh, I I don't really this is for me very funny to watch, but I, I do feel bad for anybody that had money in the exchange. But that said, I think that we've like sufficiently warned everybody. Don't keep your money unless it's grin in an exchange. <laughs> right. <laughs> you got to keep your grin in an exchange because <laughs> <laughs> people can't use it. You don't know how to use way. it. <laughs> Do you know how to use it? like grin? Like no one knows how to use it. Did you see that thing about Bisk? Uh, th- yeah. Them show- so Bisk so Bisk shut grin down. Well, they, they on start, their exchange. They stopped. They said that they were going to have to stop trading it. Shut whatever. it down. Um, Throw it on the ground. Because it's just way too difficult and they're having a lot of claims of people, like, of, uh, like, a lot of things, a lot of the disputes. Get this. Um, 80% of yeah. Grin transactions are ending in disputes. Mm. 90% of disputes on the site are Grin transactions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Isn't that f- it also doesn't seem that decentralized, though, if they can turn it off. Right. I thought BISC was the decentralized exchange. Well everybody likes to say it's decentralized, but it's decentralized in that it it, it sounds like it's just very distributed and I don't there, even know if it, it really, is. It, it seems there really like there's like mods and like someone who owns it. You know, it's it's not a it's it's just a normal sex change. Yeah. Or maybe maybe because the software is open source, you can technically run it, but maybe they're, they're not supporting it, and the mm-hmm. the, the, cl- the the client that they right. make it easy to download. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so so like you like could you could get the other one, but not the mm-hmm. like the the official client isn't going to have it in it. Yeah. What's that also funny is that I, I'm guessing that some of the arbitration is because people are having trouble verifying that they got it because yeah, all the <laughs> amounts are all the am- amounts are obfuscated. like. I don't know this this grin thing has been interesting to watch over the last couple well of this weeks. is I think the point is that like we talk about uh trans like fungibility mm-hmm. fun fungus ability and, and well you know I think people don't quite understand that there's a spectrum of fungibility there is complete and utter anonymity and of all things and then there is less anonymity mm-hmm. right and uh Bitcoin falls on the leftish side of that that's it's not so much it's not super anonymous. It is it's as anonymous as you want it to be, and uh, grin falls on the ultra far alt right side of that. <laughs> yeah, it's the it's, it's the, the alt right cryptocurrency. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why it's a. Uh... Well, oh, no, I was going to say I, I thought that its logo was a frog, but that's uh, that's that's Gab. Yeah, Gab, 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 is, Gab is, a frog, is a frog. Yeah. Gr- 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 Grims logo. Well, the logo that's really cool is the uh, the smiley face with the mimboimbo eyes. The, do, you, the do, you think, yeah, do you do you think? Yeah. Do Do you think that's cool? I I think it was designed by like a twelve year old. I kind of liked it. Do you? Yeah, I kind of like the whole. It was it's very like, anarchic. It's, it's, it it looks, looks like Mr. Poison. Yeah, but it's better than the Harry wow. Potter shit that I was seeing too, because there's so many Harry Potter. Why don't they just use the that, Bitcoin Wizard? Well, because it's it's I don't know. I would, like, oh, the wizard for... Yeah, that would make sense. That would have been more funny. Just be, whoop! Yeah. Mimble but, Wimble, Bitcoin. They could have co-opted the Bitcoin wizard. Yeah. But, uh yeah, I mean, privacy, fungibility, it's a spectrum. And, you know, it also goes that like, people are talking about, like, if Mimble Wimble ever something that could be implemented into Bitcoin. No. And... I, I'm convinced, no. I'm not sure it's, like gonna happen there is a there is a mimble Wimble hardware wallet it looks like that's coming out yeah it's not here yet it's coming eventually and uh i will buy that because that's the only way you can use mimble Wimble. <laughs> <laughs> well you gotta you gotta there's a lot of there isn't a very easy to use non-technical wallet right now. right for right and there, i mean but it, it, it's a whole new it, it's a whole new like uh on the ux side of things and actually work in doing things with it there, there's a whole new learning curve now right? i, I see a lot of accusations that uh bitcoiners and bitcoin maximalists like grin but mm-hmm. they don't like other things that's wrong everybody you're wrong that's not true it's not about liking grin uh it's that you know mimble wimble was proposed in in bitcoin wizards wasn't it yeah well that's where the that's where the that's where it was originally dropped in right anonymously yeah Yeah, and and so like everyone's been wanting to see this tech because we all thought it was going to come to Bitcoin. That was the original talk, and then it didn't. So now this is like our uh, our well release, if you will. (laughs) Well, we get to see it. We get to see it implemented. But the thing is, is that a lot of the excitement was over the idea of Mimblewimble, and like a new cryptographic idea for. You know, in the realm of a blockchain or, or cryptocurrencies, it's going to get implemented by Someone, somebody somewhere. Some and grin was just the like the leading wimble one, the first one. There. Now there's more. <laughs> um, it, it there's probably going to be a lot more. More grin. Well, there's the beam one, which was beam. the which was pretty seemed kind of scammy. There's frown, and uh, there's other. I guess they are forks, or they're just completely... Grin is just... Or Grimble is a clone. I, I don't think... Like, is that a fork? Because it's not like an airdrop, right? It's a, it's a clone. Okay. Well, they're just... What they're doing is they're just copying the code base, and they're not they not, they're not forking from... They're not forking right. from if any point in the last year. If you weren't, if, if you weeks, weren't just, in Mimble today, you didn't hole. miss anything by, like, which we, not having Grimble. Which we talked about how, like, the best thing... Probably the one that's... Like, you know, the, the safest to do is to just clone the code base, change to SHA-256 for, for proof of work, and maybe change the, the emission rate or the inflation rate, <laughs> which I saw you talk. I saw those talk about that, too, because Grin, Grin doesn't – like, there's no hard limit to how many Grin will be in existence. Really? It's, it, it has a, an emission schedule that I think sure. goes down over time, but it doesn't have a hard cap. Really? So, so you could just are, like keep finding uh, new blocks if you wanted to. Well, yeah, I mean, the, 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 well, in other words, like there'll always be new, there'll always be new. Uh, it just get harder and harder. Well, there's a difficulty that 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 will go up. But it's six dollars right now, Sean. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So uh, on your way to being rich, or <laughs> it's it pumped up. It, uh, there was like a pump last week. But. There was. It went to twelve dollars or something. Is this sick? Is like has it been hovering around five bucks pretty yeah, much pr- since it started? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. There hasn't been there hasn't been a lot of, it, you know, we were kind of wondering what what was going to happen during the first few weeks, and it's not it's not really pumping. Um, I think it pumped last week because like you had a conference and then a, another exchange that's kind of big. Started allowing it, but oh, by the way, so asked am going to ask you if know. we could do a, a karaoke song this week. Oh, really? Yeah, it's been a, well, it's been a long time. Yeah. So I, I was thinking about what we could do, uh-huh. and I was thinking Greece, but then I decided against it. So I have I have some songs in mind, yeah. and you'll you'll hear it at the end. Cool. Yeah. Um. But but Sean, but Sean will be singing. Oh, here, well. Well, sorry for everybody there. Yeah. Oh, but here's, the thing. here's one more thing about... Um, so, like, the Mimblewimble idea is really cool, but I think Mimblewimble, the idea, also gave way to ideas about, like, scriptless scripts and some of these other things we're talking about that can be added into Bitcoin pretty... Like... Well, yeah, it has, it's, it's um, it has a higher, pony, higher probability of getting... Fluffy Pony is very much, like, pushed for bulletproofs getting into Bitcoin. He's sort of given the core dev as a challenge... What do you mean? He's I think I saw it on Twitter. He's like, he's, he said something like, Monero has it. When's it coming to Bitcoin, Cordevs? Your move or something like that. I don't remember exactly what it was. But like, it was very much, uh, very much like that. Okay. But he's kind of challenged them for, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm curious as to when confidential-like transactions will be implemented at the root level in Bitcoin and how that will look. Because I think well, what they're worried about is chain weight
1: mm-hmm.
0: of those transactions. And it's also like how to how to actually like it's also it's also how to implement it where you're going to have confidential transactions right. and non-confidential how transactions. How anonymous is Lightning? Um there, there's there is anonymity and privacy at certain levels that, that is definitely there. Um Well I saw something uh, the, the well, guy it, who does a YouTube it's, channel it's not, he did, it, he did a whole thing where you can like route payments through onion. Well so so the Lightning Network, how it routes uh payments is done in a, an onion style way so like that's that's where that video description is i see in. okay so, so in other words like the protocol at the protocol level of how things are getting transmitted it's done through um or at least it, it, it is able to encrypt things onion like similar to how tor works where if i'm sending a you know uh to you and there's like three people between us there's like an encrypted layer for uh each hop or whatever i see um privacy so so privacy uh i mean there's there, there's the it, 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 privacy is a spectrum but it, it's also like where like what level of privacy like what where where are we looking right like if you and i are connected and we have a channel like you you, you can see those payments like we you, you can see me and you can see where where that's coming in right but it's harder to find. It's harder to track payments, like for, uh, if you're not uh, directly you to, like, connected go to a node If you're trying to like I look see. at them, you're, you know what I mean. So, so could you only track them through that node, or like could you track them all the way back to the original source? No, you can only. You'd only have. You'd have to. You'd have to have a, a channel open for that. Because if you're if you're looking at the lightning network, like for example, we can see. What the current amounts are within a channel, right. Because you can see the funding transaction hit Bitcoin, and you can see that, okay, that that's obviously a fun, that's obviously a that's a funding transaction. That's a channel that's open and you can see that transaction. right. But what's interesting is if you and I established a channel, and we, you see it's like for, bit, for one Bitcoin, it's really unknown until that channel is like, I guess closed out, whether I've made any payments to you through you. Um, if I've given some of that to you, or maybe I'm routing through you to somebody else, it's really hard to see. And even if some, even if you would see a channel close out and a half Bitcoin goes back to me, maybe, maybe, maybe it's really. uh, So, is it likely that the government would like sit in the hub and just monitor everything that comes? Through? I think like the thing to a, do is to well-funded Bitcoin It's like establish nodes. Um, really connected to like well routed nodes, but but even then, like that's just like this. That's just the very basics of of some of the encrypted stuff. Lightning, you can establish private channels where. Uh, well, I'm sorry. So let me let me let me go back a second. You, the reason that you can see how much how many funds are in a channel are not directly because you can see the multisig transaction on. on the Bitcoin blockchain, it's because nodes do broadcast like their current channel state, right? So, there's, so there's a couple ways that you can tell, right? Like the protocol does relay a lot of information uh, about all the different nodes, like right. or, or nodes basically do that. But there are more and more privacy settings coming that make it really harder harder to detect. Really, yeah. Okay. okay. You know, honestly, the thing about privacy too is like, so like there's 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 privacy and. Fungibility at like a transaction level when we think of confidential transactions, right. and then there's privacy on like a network level, like with Dandelion. Like what Dandelion innovates is how far away are we from Dandelion being implemented? I think it's coming really close. I think Dandelion is probably sooner than some of these other uh, because Dandelion. D- I don't. Dandelion's think, like a, a Merkle structure, isn't it? Like it's ex- explain no, explain that to everybody. I don't. I can't explain it well enough. <laughs> Um, I don't know, but, but we should well, call well, Michael Tidwell. Maybe, yeah, we could call Tidwell call um, him right now. But I can, well, I can tell you, it has to do with how transactions are propagated across nodes. Okay. So th- it basically, like, the propagation of transactions across nodes are further uh, anonymized, and makes it difficult to, like, trace transactions back at the network level. So if, like, let's say you have a wallet and you're okay. sending a payment. And that wallet's obviously connected to a Bitcoin node. Um, the idea is that that Bitcoin node may receive that payment, and then like uh, the dandelion component would uh, kind of mix. It, it would do something where there's like a lot of like uh, the propagation of that transaction is going to be mixed through a bunch of stuff. I think, or, or it's kind of like a mixing thing, and then like actually broadcast or something i think we have to call too well but, but it makes it but it but it but it's 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 privacy at, at a at a network type level like of well, that how, makes sense to me i mean like it, it, I, 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 I i don't know how dandelion works but it, it seems from what i understand it's it's very neat tech mm-hmm. so uh it probably destroys satoshi's vision for bitcoin though just for everybody out there who cares, <laughs> you probably want to fork. We're we're sending transactions around the wrong way. Yeah, <laughs> that's not peer to peer. Yeah, someone told me the other day that Lightning isn't peer to peer, and I was like, what,
1: what, what?
0: Yeah, it's literally that's literally what it is. Yeah. LN is peer-to-peer. You want to send money to another person, you send it through people you know, they send it through people they know, mm-hmm. they send it through people they know, and then it reaches its destination. Well, it's like, if you don't think that's peer-to-peer, like... what What is peer-to-peer? What is peer-to-peer? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't... <laughs> this is literally taking computers and building a peer-to-peer network. Yeah. It's as peer-to-peer as it gets. Yeah. Literally. Did you see that somebody, uh, they they left a one-star review and said, "I'll I'll... I'm withholding a five star unless you pay me. And they brought they they put a lightning invoice. I saw in that. Comment. Was, that it, was that on the. Uh, that was, that wasn't that on was, that it was for, No, no. Somewhere. I was very excited about that. I thought that was funny. Was that like was funny hilarious. Little... Was, but did you see how much it was? It was like 100 Satoshis yeah, or something? Yeah, it was, like it was a small amount. <laughs> but it's like, I don't know. It's just, it, it, it's funny because. That might, That's probably not a use case, but it's a funny thing. I to think it's think a about. great use case. <laughs> <laughs> well, what if what if you attack the business and left like a lot of reviews? And each one they had to like make. Well, a I want to know like what happens? Could you leave a lightning address at the bottom for like small amounts where you write a real bad review? Like not like that, like but a real one. And then at the end you put a lightning thing, and it's just understood by businesses if they want that review removed, they got to go on and pay for it. Well, you would you'd leave like an invoice. Yeah, well, yeah, that's it. You just, yeah. But like no one else would know what that is. No, else, you know, unless they're bitcoiners. Right. Yeah, no one's it's going to say LN and then a bunch of random characters. Right. I have no idea what that is, yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like it as a use case. Oh, uh, is is uh, is Bitfy leaving Georgia? <laughs> no. I said uh, they're they're going hard oh, but into you're Georgia. Fall on in. Oh yeah, say goodbye to as the headline. Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. I, don't Georgia? Don't know, I see. Georgia, yeah, yeah. This no, is... we can, we can... <laughs> Goodbye, Georgia. You're gone. Yeah, yeah. No, Georgia, you've invited Satan into your midst. Congratulations. But they oh, yeah. already did this. Like Georgia, but Georgia they, gave but them but like some big game. old things. That's great. Oh yeah. Well, Georgia's had a partnership with BitFury on a few different items for some years now. Well, Georgia, but, you just fucked yourself. But I don't. But yeah. But Georgia, it's such a corrupt fucking country. It's like a couple of guys. who who are probably getting paid a lot by Bitfury to I've make this happen. I've heard rumors that at the border between Georgia and Russia, mm-hmm. uh, Russia moves the border 50 miles south every that's, day. That's true. Yeah, I think that's true. Where they true. move it a lot. They they interviewed, I saw an interview where they showed like this lady at a farm and she was like, they'll come in the middle of the night. Or 50 feet. And they'll just, all of a sudden they'll just move like a lot of things. And by just a few feet, yeah your Russia <laughs> like they, it was literally like the fence they were in Georgia and then it was like oh now, now they woke up and they were in Russia because the fence got moved behind them like right you know what really <laughs> suck in that case like if like, Georgia tax season were like April 1st yeah and Russia's tax season were like March 1st and they moved it on like April 15th and you just paid your taxes to Georgia <laughs> You're like oh I'd have to fuck god damn it <laughs> That's that's when it would suck. Otherwise, yeah. I don't know that I would care. Like, okay, I, I've moved from corrupt Georgia to corrupt... You know, though, I will say, Georgians uh, are known for their hospitality. Mm-hmm. And it's real, dude. Like, Georgians are really hospitable. Really? Yeah, more than like you'd expect. Like, you'd think that would be a weird stereotype that's not true. No, it's true. Fucking hospitable people. But, yeah, uh, this is... Georgia is going to give itself away to BitFury. BitFury is going they, to bring their uh, their GDP sucking machines into they, Georgia. They said that BitFury. Or I'm sorry, Georgia. Uh, like 10 percent of their power is being consumed by oh, me right m- now. It'll be. It's more. It's going to be a lot more. It'll be more. Like BitFury is going hard in there. Oh yeah. Bit- BitFury is like such a funny Bitcoin company. Oh, they're wonderful. Are they're just they're just like Russian gangsters. They really are. They yeah. really are yeah, like. This is great. Well, because they also they also got into uh, they re- <laughs> they're trying to release like some Lightning stuff with BitFury, like, George. All of these uh, these. Like doing like data collection. I think on, if I were gonna do stuff. any KYC on Lightning, I would just say to myself Donald Trump. You just say you're Donald just I'm Trump. Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Ru- Russia, like Georgia, Bitfury generally like doing this stuff. I, I think it's great. I like they release Peach. There's a lot of accusations that Peach has a number of KYC elements in it, mm-hmm. and that they're tracking uh, activity going through their nodes, their network on the Lightning network. Yeah, their network. So yeah, and I, I wouldn't put it past them. They probably wouldn't Put it past them, but they wrote a blog post saying they aren't, which probably means they are. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what to. Uh, I don't know. Like they're all they're all Eastern European. They like really Russian are. Types. Yeah. Don't like just... have to be a racist, but like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's where all the ICOs uh, I think were developed. We're also, up. we're over there. I really wonder what happened to that Pebbles guy. Pebbles? Yeah, remember that guy that kept coming to the meetup that was doing Pebbles? He was selling books on the blockchain. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He probably uh, probably capitulated. Or or, or he's just going and I don't know. Yeah, he might be going. Oh, it was like Publica was the Publica, thing. that was that it. it. Pro Publica or Publica? He was going to disrupt Amazon or something. Yeah, that's right. The, 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 book, <laughs> the book distribution model. Yeah. Publica. Yeah. Public uh tell your story with blockchain power. It's still there. See ongoing book ICOs. They're doing book ICOs. What? Yeah, yeah. Apparently. Uh book. He's got a lot of books on here. I, I gotta give it to him. He's got more than like three. Oh. One has a noose on it, so that's racist. Uh I don't know. Yeah. I think you know we should we should make a ICO coffee table book where like each one or 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 maybe or just like a or history, like, the history or like an IC- ICO calendar. Like you, 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 this you, book you, ICO has this page two, two days left. Yeah. Well, like each, each page is like a new talks about one of these ICOs and I think there's like a, <laughs> I think that they're calling these ICOs, but I think what they really mean is book sales. Like they're just, yeah, I think they're just selling books with their weird crypto Give me one second. Tidwell's going to call in and explain dandelions to us right now. Oh, great. Okay. Uh, give me one second. All right. Michael Tidwell's actually with us right now. Michael, how are you? Okay. So, I'm Sean, good, and, man. Sean and I are arguing about what dandelions are, and by arguing, I mean neither of us really have a fucking clue.
1: I bet you Sean have a good,
0: good idea. <laughs> Overestimate <laughs> him. <laughs> Everybody does. All right. Let's uh, t- tell us a little bit about what dandelions are, because I, I I find it uh, cool,
1: but not cool uh, enough to study right. it. So, so like a little bit of of a background, actually, mm-hmm. uh, before you know, be when dandelions were uh, like in the you know the privacy feature was was just really like a, a brand new idea. Um, I was in San Francisco at the San Francisco Bitcoin Devs Meetup. And um, Greg Maxwell was actually talking about it in front of everyone. It was kind of cool. So, Name dropper. Uh, that's when I was sitting in, uh, front row with uh, with uh, Peter Woolley and, and some other notable people. And so. what did
0: what did uh, what did the most high grok have to say? The beard of the most high grok?
1: I don't know what high grok means. <sighs> I'm I'm sorry. I'm failing.
0: Greg Maxwell is the beard of the most high grok. That's, that's his, What's uh, is that
1: right? some, like, is that like some nerd to, shit I should know about? To
0: grok means to understand.
1: Oh, I don't understand. So there you go. Yeah,
0: you didn't grok it. Well, he's a, he on a <laughs> beard. That's right.
1: <laughs> that, he's he's the right, best so, wizard. So I, I'd be interested to see if, um, uh, Sean, if, if you agree with this, but I, I, I honestly think it's pretty simple. Um, the idea is you just want to obscure the IP address of of the node that's uh, creating the transaction. So you'll essentially you'll you'll create a transaction, and before you broadcast it, you'll send it to other nodes that agree. Like yes, we're gonna we're gonna hop this around a little bit before it gets broadcasted to the network. And that's like the idea of like oh you know when you when you pull on like a dandelion, you see all like the little feeds and stuff go everywhere. Well, that's like the broadcast. But before that, you, like, pass it off to a couple people, so you don't know where that transaction originates from in, in terms of IP address. Oh, that's
0: very nice. So, okay. So, it's, so it's, the it's transaction
1: an... kind of hops around between one person to one person to one person, and then after a couple hops, it gets broadcasted to the entire network. So, so you're it's an really IP sure address
0: which, obfuscator.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's a way to try to obfuscate the IP address uh, for people that are um, – you know, that have a lot of nodes on the network, trying to do like analysis, um, it, you know, it's, it's adding like one more thing like the, to try to make it hard for people to know where transactions are coming from.
0: So so question, uh, are the nodes basically going to take those transactions, like a transaction like that coming in, they're going to send it around in a very different way or through the dandelion way before it lands on a node and then they do a uh, like an actual broadcast of the transaction?
1: Well yeah, I mean, but every node could could be a participating you know node i, I think like uh, i I don't wanna call i think like the term was like film. like you wanna like 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 one transaction one transaction and then when it gets to the top, that's when it blows up into like a dandelion but uh i I think the idea is i mean there's obviously there's probably i mean if this is like really the way to do this, there's probably gonna be like multiple uh implementations of like. You know ones that have different you know trade offs like pros and cons, but does this only um, affect nodes there's gonna be there's gonna be all kinds of ways to to do this this is i would say like a general idea
0: this is does this only affect nodes
1: yeah i mean miners don't really i mean
0: it doesn't really what i mean, I mean is it's just like essentially yeah, like, blowing it's, into it's, blowing into the mempool
1: yeah it's 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 like in the, it's it's mempool related yeah it's not really blockchain related like in terms of like um like if a miner, like the ultimate privacy is if you send it right to the miner and the miner doesn't say where he got the transaction from. Yeah.
0: Right? A but if you broadcast it to the privacy. mempool, then,
1: yeah, if you, if you, if you, if you send it off to the mempool and you broadcast it, then, uh, supposedly, you know, nodes on the network that, you know, if you have enough notes on the network, you can start to figure out where transactions are originating from and stuff like that
0: interest so like essentially the ultimate privacy would be to to send your your bitcoin uh straight to the mempool of a miner
1: no the ultimate privacy is mine your own transaction <laughs> good point yeah but that's really so, hard. so don't even
0: yeah i mean well yeah obviously but like that idea, requires
1: the, a lot of work yeah <laughs> <laughs> good
0: pun thanks yeah I'm that was
1: a of good these pun puns.
0: You're, yeah, well, you're full of it. I'm just, uh, I'm
1: just, I'm just full of great puns. I'm trying to be like boss. I'm just full of great, you know, puns. And he's not so sports. full of
0: puns. He's more just like decked out in Versace, right?
1: No Gucci. I'm Gucci, really that's upset. a Gucci. I think get the meat boss.
0: He'll, he'll be back. He. I talked to him this week. He wants to come back on pretty soon. So like that will be.
1: And that's boss. Maybe the yeah. second he most. List. We
0: might get like thirty or forty listens on that one. <laughs> so that'll be that'll be highly... So, you, Michael, you were telling me that our listeners, who are the most unfortunate people in the world, can get some kind of discount to your uh, terrible one-star conference?
1: Definitely a one-star conference. Yeah, that's what um, I... Mean. Are
0: you going to be able to do yeah, as well as Tone did with Unconfiscatable?
1: <laughs> well, it's going to be a lot cheaper, and we're going to have a lot more speakers and a lot a lot more content. And are you doing uh, a meat dinner? There's, no, there's not going to be any crazy poker games or anything. Is there a meat dinner
0: for like $400? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, there's none of that. We, it's we like a shitty the budget. conference. It wasn't in the budget. I know.
0: That makes sense.
1: But we we're we're trying to, so first off, everyone I've shared Merkel report with likes it. And, um, uh, the idea was, uh, we want, we wanted to, Help you know Merkle Merkle Report get its name out. If you actually just use the code Merkle Report Ooh. when signing up on Eventbrite, uh, you'll save thirty percent. Um, they are a community sponsor of the event, so if anyone wanted to bring Merkle Report swag, that's like a loyal Merkle Report. There's like the funny part is is people are making their own swag, like attendees and bringing it to the conference. So like BitCorns, so are you familiar <laughs> with Dan's project?
0: Oh yeah, Bitcoin. People is are great.
1: actually making tab Banners and like really sabotaging our yeah like they're they're, they're making it like a tab corn like village like you know what I'm saying like like they just they just Dude, added that in a that R project and is funny
0: it's got it's got like the least number of users with the most loyal fans I love oh, yeah, it so yeah, much it's so funny
1: I know people are making their own swag and memes and then bringing it so if anyone wanted to make like Marvel report stickers. You know, or whatever, you just bring it, and then that's part like, of the conference. I feel like
0: a lot of people like Merkel Report, but it doesn't seem to engender
1: fandom. But
0: you know, if anyone out there <laughs> is, is that big of a fan of Merkel Report, uh, I encourage you to I make will, swag. You know, do it.
1: I, I want I want to put a Merkel Report sticker on my laptop. So I can I anyone, can make that
0: possible. That that's total, stickers are cheap to make. I'll make if you some stickers. mean
1: Merkle Report stickers? will we will hand them out gladly. All right, and I wanna put one on my laptop. put them put them Not on too-
0: uh toilets
1: yeah my <laughs> put my, that's put my number. You really I thought you really get people to know like, what the hell is this? I feel like
0: what we should do is have a show where we like put our number on toilets and just sit around waiting for people to call <laughs> and then just 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 fucking talk to them. That could be the Merkel Report podcast. We've been thinking about doing a podcast for Merkel Report, Mike. I mean, isn't that Jump like, Hunts World? Well, it, it, it well, it's kind of right now. We were thinking something more Rush Limbaugh. There you go. Yeah, right. Like, uh, no, well. I'm kidding. But like, I, I do. I, I think that like uh, more, you know, something serious, no fart jokes. Uh, hopefully, no Sean. Mm. Yeah, that's a good. That's <laughs> an upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd settle for almost anything else, honestly. And uh, and then we just, uh, you know, I don't know. We recap the news once a day. I'll, I'll do it in my best news voice.
1: Oh my God, that sounded really like Rush Limbaugh there first.
0: Oh, no, no, my my Rush Limbaugh sounds like
1: this. Oh, that's really good, Yeah, right?
0: <laughs> Those liberal yeah, fascists—they don't like even—they don't even know. <laughs> no, I got that. Yeah. The, I, I,
1: <laughs> <laughs> with, with with with
0: with talent on loan from God, like that. So God. anyhow, uh, but God. you know, we, we <laughs> God. But yeah, we've uh, we've we've thought about doing that, and you know I, I think that's great. So if if people use Merkle Report uh, at sign up, they get thirty percent off.
1: Yeah, and if they want to use cryptocurrency, we'll give them an extra percent off. But they just need to send me an email at hello at tapcomp
0: You guys like your crypto up there?
1: Yeah. What's going well, on? I mean, at we're, like we're to be we're like s- if you the only use case for cryptocurrency payment is if you absolutely need to use it because it's like the only way
0: prostitutes or
1: if you get a discount and then you can just buy it back cheaper.
0: Oh yeah, that's true. Like, like
1: you save, like you save like 10%. So you're planning on spending $40 and I'll rebuy.
0: Yeah. So you get, you get four extra dollars in Bitcoin.
1: Yeah. Like, like those would be like, to me, like the the main payment use cases right now of cryptocurrency. So what
0: what are, what's going to like, what are, what are some of the fun tracks at, at tab? What are you going to like focus on?
1: All right, let's see. That's that's a, that's a damn good question. This wasn't really um, meant to
0: be an interview, but we're doing it. Yeah, mainly because <laughs> Sean put shitty notes together, as usual.
1: <laughs> so we have a lot of Lightning Network talks. Um, we have, like, Chris Stewart coming. Uh, we have a Lightning Network panel. Nice. Uh, Is Chris we have Stewart that guy Lop that does a YouTube videos? A,
0: no, no, that's, no he, uh, he does shirt bits. At I love that guy. The YouTube video R- Rene, guy, uh, Rene yeah, he has a terrible microphone though. He needs a better mic.
1: So we also have like uh, we have someone from the Federal Reserve coming. Oh wow! Uh, and he's going to talk about what it would take for Bitcoin to be a, like a reserve currency and why that's not realistic and ben what Bernanke. they would have to do and like who would try to stop it. And he's going to really say like you know this is impractical, but it would be nice to just hear someone from the Fed actually talk about it. That's so, the all right. The so point. you have like
0: Janet Yellen and Ben Bernanke coming.
1: Uh, no, he's he's no? he's actually, he's like the the chief director of innovation and stability at the Federal Reserve. So he's coming so, to talk so about Saifedean's like really book? I'm really excited about it.
0: Are you having... <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, 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 are you, man.
0: Are you having come and like uh, rebut his points? I, I would no, like to see them wrestle. he wasn't,
1: invited. I, heard he wasn't that, invited. I heard there was
0: a boxing match between him and Saifedean at the TAB conference.
1: Yeah, well, you got to get your tickets now. Uh, if you don't get your tickets by tomorrow, then you don't get the hot seat. Oh,
0: wow. But, yeah, this. Yeah. so why did you decide to do that? I mean, is that in direct context? Because that sounds like very much uh, anti-current Bitcoin sentiment to have a, a Fed guy come in.
1: Well, I just think it would be interesting to film them, get them on record, and have people be able to ask questions. So the whole point is not whether or not I like these people. Let's hear a bunch of different opinions. Let's come together and you know, let's let's make a badass conference where That's we great. can actually learn something. So. Be, you got to be careful, Mike, because uh, you
0: might end up being one of the top ten most important people in blockchain next year, according
1: to CoinDesk. Maybe. We'll, we'll see. have well, they expanded oh, the list? According to CoinDesk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to be like uh, hopefully in the top 100, right? That's like the new. Is there 100 <laughs> like, now? Are you crypto famous? There's like a top 1,000 list probably. I don't know. Who knows? I'm sure
0: I'm not uh, but in that the list. the other one I'm,
1: I'm really excited about, which I think I, I told you about, was the First Amendment from some lawyers that have done a lot of work in the space. Oh, nice. Uh, in terms of Lightning Network, uh, are you like you know is is running a Bitcoin node or a Lightning node? Uh, freedom of speech and is it protected? And what would happen if you know they try to shut you down? And like what what kind of First Amendment rights would you have? And they, these lawyers apparently are saying. We will go to battle for you if this ever is an issue. Like, they're, they're sticking to their guns, and who knows Man. if that's true, but. Uh, so they are your lawyer. Interesting stuff, you know? Um, we have a scalability panel, and we're going to put Alan from Blockstream up against Paul Stork to talk about drive chain versus oh, Liquid, which I'm really excited that'll about.
0: Be interesting. Paul might cry.
1: <laughs> Dude, Alan might whip Paul's ass, you know? I mean, it's okay, but. No, I, I mean, like, I Paul think... will
0: cry if that happens. Like, I, honestly, like, legitimately weep. He'll do it on stage.
1: Why are you saying that? I'm just saying I I, like, <laughs> if if like we'll catch it on film.
0: That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Get it on film. If Paul cries, I want to see it.
1: Uh yeah, and then we have like people cool, people like Sa- Sasha Hodder. I mean, we we have like sixty plus speakers. I mean, we have four tracks going two days straight. It's gonna be a lot of talk. So the hardest oh. part is gonna be like shit, which panel do I wanna go to? Which what, talk what is, do I want to uh, go to?
0: What is Sasha talking about?
1: Sasha, when Howie met Foreman questioning the appropriate legal classifications of crypto art. That's her talk's title.
0: I'm sorry. You lost so, me. <laughs> no, that's a long title. Yeah.
1: yeah well, hey, man. It's, R- R- Sasha, Howie, like, you know, Howie test? Oh, the
0: Howie test.
1: Like when Howie met Foreman questioning the appropriate legal classifications of crypto art.
0: Interesting. Okay. Well, yeah. She, yeah, so I think she's like. A, there's a
1: lot of talk, man. Yeah.
0: She's she's in with DJ Pepe.
1: Yeah, yeah. She's she's she mated. She's she's mating with. No. Is she? <laughs> That's the bad way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> she? Yeah, they're, they're boyfriend girlfriend. Are they? Yeah, man. I I, don't, I, mean, I, I think it's I
0: think it's his manager.
1: Maybe. <laughs> oh, oh, and then we have. Uh, you know, Daniel Kravitz is for some reason all up on Bitcoin SV.
0: Uh yeah. He I, well, I didn't know he was all and, up on it. I, I know that he was talking about, uh, you know, the his his whole thing about indexing your forks. But like he's no, he's now fully he's in like on Bitcoin BSV. Why? And
1: it's like kind of like confusing. And I don't know. We're gonna figure it out for the battle of Bitcoin panel. We're gonna have a Bitcoin maximalist, and we're also gonna have two people from BSV. Kevin Pham. Oh, Kevin and, Daniel made Kravitz. Into it too. and we have another like Bitcoin casher who doesn't like Bitcoin SV. <laughs> and then we have a Bitcoin maximalist. So we have like, it's going to be an interesting Who's panel. The maximalist? Um, uh, Zach Boyle,
0: man. The, the problem with this is he, that I've heard of the he's other bigger names in before. New York.
1: He's bigger in New York. He's not like super popular, he but competent? he's got like, yeah, he, he's pretty good. Like good. he was recommended uh, by a very notable source, Mike in space. He was very good at vetting <laughs> everybody, so we'll see what happens. Like, the, the best part is if some of these talks are, like, bad or funny, it's it's, it's okay. Like, it's just... Yeah. Thing, this, is, this conference is supposed to be, you know, fun, so...
0: Kevin Fam is a terrible debater, so that'll well, be interesting.
1: It will be so much fun to watch. Yeah,
0: and and Dan Kravitz... Kra- 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 Kravitz?
1: It's so confusing.
0: Kravitz is... He, I, I i don't know how he's going to stand up in a debate unless he brings his a stack of books that will make him <laughs> next <tonight>. smart <laughs>
1: dude this is going to be like some of these some of these talks are going to be like free shows does so. your
0: does your bitcoin maximalist have a beard
1: no he's 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 it's not beard go well for him either
0: okay well uh, and who's the bitcoin cash guys Did we lose him?
1: Oh, I'm muted. I'm muted ah, myself. Uh, wait, the, the Bitcoin thing, Cash man. guy. The Bitcoin Cash guy is making a documentary about why Bitcoin Cash is the real Bitcoin. Oh, that little
0: well maximalist. You have you have a family uh, filled with retards. This is going to be great. <laughs>
1: I'm excited dude, about gonna this. This so is going to be fun. excellent. Yes. Like, but but the Bitcoin maximalist is the moderator, and his goal is just to figure out what these guys are thinking. That's his goal.
0: He's moderating it. So it's going to be a a pick-your-brain sort of thing. I like that. I like that. uh, That's interesting. The pick-your-brain debate style. Yeah, so the
1: moderator is a maximalist, and then he's he's going to have three people on the panel, Daniel Kravitz, Kevin Pham, and Colin, and his goal is just to parse what the fuck is going on.
0: What I'm hoping for is that this goes terribly for everybody.
1: I hope so. Yeah. We can only pray.
0: <laughs> but I want there to be some good funny lines that come out of it so we can play a few of them. Uh, but this this, this <laughs> will be interesting. <laughs> defending defending yeah. maximalism or any of these things is very difficult because it, it gets down to like sort of religious uh, sounding con- contextual <clears throat> arguments very quickly.
1: I'll, I'll, yeah. I, I was just looking at the schedule again. Next year, you have to be on the women in blockchain panel. I'm in. Jump up. Yeah, I'll do it. I just, I just want that to happen for some reason. Like, for some reason, there's always a women in blockchain panel. Uh, I want you to be on you it. You got to be so.
0: egalitarian. I, I'd be in. I, I bet you I, Andreas will condemn your conference if that happens, which might be better for you. You
1: know, it, it's okay because That's I invite Andreas Antonopoulos to come to the conference, <laughs> and he says, "I think we're going to do." Uh, he's going to do his own conference where he's like a comedian and like he like does stand-up comedy and is that he what he has had, like is guests that for real he, i'm not joking i invited him and he's like well we're gonna like we're when i talked to up him comedy like i talked to him in instead. person for like a couple hours when i went to uh the all things open conference right and i i was in a bar with andreas and we talked for a couple hours and this was only like a couple months ago and i was talking about the conference and he was like but what we really want to do is maybe come to Atlanta and then like rent out like a spot and then have a like have it be like the Andreas Antonopoulos show and like have like a conference where it's just him like for one day.
0: Yeah, he's gotten pretty full on just, himself.
1: Well, I mean, people fucking... He's a fucking god to some people, you know? And, 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 and I hate to say yeah, it. Yeah, no, we, I agree. We, people
0: will fill out You know, we were a in the bar. With, we were
1: people, in the bar with him. Yeah. And people were taking, like, constantly taking pictures. Like, no... Not being discreet. Had the flash on on the fucking camera. and That's what
0: happens like, when you've achieved a minor celebrity.
1: Yeah, and... And, I and that's think only he among Bitcoin. by the that. way. I wasn't trying to, like, like, I like, I was trying to, like, take a picture with him. Like, I think he actually appreciated that. Like, I was just trying to talk with him.
0: I got a secret for you. So... Oh. He's not a celebrity anywhere but in Bitcoin circles.
1: Oh, I know. So oh, I know, but so he, he, doesn't, was a fucking, he had so many fanboys around him. Like that, He looked that, like a fucking that celebrity. That never
0: happens to him, and he loves it when they take pictures of him like that. You should have done it. You should have just constantly taken like selfies throughout your convo with
1: him. No way, dude. You would have loved it. No that. way. No, I mean, I, I, I no, I actually, I, I'm trying to say I think he kind of respected me for not doing it. I nice. think he's kind of – I think he's actually – I think he's actually he's getting it so much now at conferences and stuff that he's like kind of used to it and he's just like he's like oh these are the normies or these are you know interesting yeah I mean that's my that's my take I mean I could be wrong but. I, I
0: think he likes it but I, I don't know I haven't talked to him in years
1: <laughs> yeah this was a couple months ago I mean he was he was kind of down to earth and everything but he he didn't want to be he wanted to do his own thing
0: anyhow. Uh, yeah, yeah. we're going to do the rest of the show. Thank you for describing, uh, dandelions to us. <laughs> all
1: right, man. Hey, wait, real quick for, for, you let me go. Sean, was that mesh with what your, your ideas were?
0: That's such a bad question. You, you, uh, <laughs> you explained it a lot better than I did, but. Okay. Yeah. Right. I think, well, I think you just taught Sean like what all dandelions are.
1: <laughs> all right. Hey guys, thank you. Have a, have a good rest of your podcast. Bye. You as well. Bye.
0: It's okay. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Sean, you're, the, the biggest thing with you is that people think that you might actually have some brains up there. Oh, who who thinks that? Well, apparently he that's, does. That's a terrible idea. Right. Because you, you and I both know. Oh yeah. Uh, so Espinoza, this. Okay, if you don't I'm remember more, this, I'm more brawn than brains, bro. Oh God, yeah. That's what you, you like that though. That's why you spend all your time in the gym. Look at this. Bro, you have such big muscles. Yeah. Oh, they're getting a little flabby right now. What's well, going I've, on? I haven't worked out my upper body in over a week. Really? I've been busy with some things, so right now I'm not in a very muscular state. I see. Next week I've you'll been... be in a more muscular state. Uh, yeah, if you want, okay. I'll, I'll tell you yeah, that. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta I do happened. that, dude. You're, you gotta you usually do the show shirtless. And I noticed that you didn't. Working out is, uh, you, you know, you, you gotta you gotta keep doing it fairly often right. to keep the muscles bigger than than not. Yeah, but you're, you're gearing up for a Floyd Mayweather fight. Something like that. Yeah, okay. I'm cutting down, trying to get gear up, I need to be the light on my feet. So, a few months ago, uh, Espinosa. Yeah. Es, Espinosa? Yeah, I think this in here. Mike, Mitchell, Mitchell Espinosa. Espinosa uh, was acquitted of money laundering charges here in Florida for operating a local Bitcoin exchange thing. And I, I think he like got stung yeah. right after the 2014 TNABC. Yeah. And he was—it went through the courts, and the judge didn't even let it go to trial. He got acquitted of it, and uh, apparently the state has overturned the acquittal. Yeah, which was—I mean, the, the, it seemed like that kind of came out of left field. Right, right. And I, I don't know. I think we've been waiting on that for a while. I just didn't know that it hadn't already like come. Through. Is that I, I is that been like he was cleared, but but they were wondering if maybe something like this would happen? Is well, that, they appealed We have a really weird court system where like a decision isn't a decision until like you you like go through a trial. Like they can keep getting you. Really? Yeah. It's it's a little scary. So until it's like finalized, until they, like it, it's always the, there. At the point, okay. So so I was having a discussion this week about uh, double jeopardy. And when Double Jeopardy actually like like takes hold, so apparently you mean, you mean the, the John Travolta movie? No, I'm just, there is, is a movie <laughs> I think called Double like... Jeopardy. It's a good movie actually from the '90s, right? Where a woman is accused of killing her husband. I think it is yeah. is tried, sent to prison, and he he like faked his death. And so when she gets out of prison, she comes out and then kills him with the with the argument. That since she's already killed him, she can't go back to prison for killing him. I don't know how sound that legal reasoning is. <laughs> <laughs> don't know. But I like it. I like I like the idea of it being sound. Yeah. But apparently in a criminal trial, the double jeopardy takes hold once the first witness is impaneled. Is called. Okay. And at that point, the trial is commenced, and you can no longer ever be charged with it again unless you get convicted and appeal. Okay. But they can't appeal and, like, reconvict you. So he was acquitted, but there was no trial. So the state overturned the acquittal because the original judge said that the reason for the acquittal was that Bitcoin isn't money. And they're saying for the purposes of the money laundering statute, it in fact is. Which actually is, in reading the statute, I think they're probably right. Because like they're like wait we think it might be money and that makes this case. Well, it's money for the purpose of the money laundering statute. That seems very clear to me. Mm. Right. So I don't know. It's interesting that they. It's something are thinking differently about how they're going to classify this. Well, these. that's their
1: question. Like what but is, the unfortunate, what is Bitcoin? the
0: unfortunate result? Right. It's the what is Bitcoin question. Yeah. And now they're like well. Now we're thinking about it again, and we're asking that question again. Well, I think the the answer is always what What did you mean to use it for? When you sold it, what did you sell it for? Who did you sell it to? You know, Mm. what is Bitcoin? Bitcoin is uh, whatever used it in in, in the context. It's based on the context you used it. So it's not that difficult. I don't think of an answer, at least Mm. in my perspective. Mm. but it's unfortunate if that's when it a, so. Well, you know what? I like Mitchell. And mm-hmm. we know him down here in Florida. He's a nice kid. And uh, I don't, he actually looks really young, but I think he's older than he looks. Oh, maybe. So he's like one of those, uh, keeps really young. He looks real young. Kind. Is he like 60? He, he might be like 60. he's like 20. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he does look 20. Do but I think, he's, I think he's a little older. Yeah. That's what I want to know. Is skin treatment, you yeah. know, like uh, yeah, if you could tell us that. But he's a very nice kid. I like him. Uh, I, I I think that this is a weird like just he was doing just transactions on local bitcoins, and I, the allegation basically is that the police came and did a little sting operation, wherein they told him that they were you know going to do sketchy things with the the bitcoin, mm-hmm. and then they arrested him for still giving them the bitcoin. Yeah. So that's, I mean, as far as I can read in, in, in the complaint or whatever that thing's called, that seems to be what, what's going on. Mm. But honestly, like, I, I, look at, I look at stuff like that and I think to myself, like, okay, maybe that, maybe that would be a crime in the real world if somebody were to have, like, entered, you know, into his atmosphere and have done that. But this, the, at this moment, it just seems to me that it's, like, evidence of the fact that he would have done the crime if given the opportunity and that the opportunity was only in the minds of the police officers. Mm-hmm. That said, uh, I don't think it's entrapment. Okay. I don't know how you. I don't know like wh- how you're able to define entrapment, and then I think I think, like, legal, I think there's I think there's yeah I think there's I think there's a lot of legal definitions. Uh, well, I think there's it's not a lot. I think there's legal definitions of all this stuff, and I've, I've talked to a couple lawyers and just asked them what they thought. And uh, there's, from what I can tell, fairly universal consensus around people that know at least a little bit about criminal law, that there is no entrapment in this, which is sad to me, because I would have thought that's literally what entrapment was. Mm. Right. Like, no, nothing would have ever happened if they had, I mean, it's such a, yeah. It's a sticky wicket. Yeah. It's a sticky wicket. I don't like it. Like, I don't like that... You know, he was he was literally just doing uh, local Bitcoin transactions. And, you know, uh, I do I do think, like, for those local Bitcoin transactioneers out there, mm-hmm. I do think you got to be careful who you're, like, doing business with, what they say to you. And uh, you should probably just record every interaction. That's probably a good. Idea, That's what yeah. I would do. I'd be like... Because, like, I, I, who's to say that they said those things or didn't say them? Mm. Right. Well, if you record... If, if you, if you, I mean, you you probably have to, so you'd show up and you'd say, I'm, I want to record our conversation here on out while we conduct business and like you do the transaction. And that I, right. Have, I mean, I just, just something a, like yeah. I, I, I even, I don't think that they would ever assent to it. I, I think if you're doing something shady like this, I think I would just record it. You would just, yeah. yeah. I would take the risk of like getting the, you know, felony for recording or something like that, uh, over the, the possibility of like getting stinged by someone who makes up things that they may or may not have said. Mm. Right. I'd, I'd rather do that. I don't know what the punishment would be, but I would think you'd go it to the judge and be like, look, we're going to play this for you. And uh, it's fine. Seal it. Yeah. Because it's uh, I don't know if you can do that in a court. But I would think it'd be it just be to me. I would think that you would at least want the ability, even if it came with like some high uh, high crime to prove your innocence to, to the people that are, you know, looking upon looking on. Mm hmm. But I don't know. I wonder if it changes If like where you, where you were meeting up, right? Like if you were in a bank or in a library or something. Right. But I, maybe not. I don't know how I don't know. those laws apply. I don't know. I don't know. Like, uh, recording is, I would just do it anyways, mm. personally. But that's just me. I'm not doing local Bitcoin transactions. Uh, I never will. Mm. I, I, I did a ride along of one, though, in England. Oh, yeah, you got a, uh, what's her face, Isabella. No, I tried oh. to get Isabella Kaminska to go on a ride-along, but, like, yeah. I did it myself. Just, it was a long distance away. I went with a Bitcoiner. Yeah. And it was it was interesting. Like, he sat there as the, you know, block was confirming, you know, made chit-chat with the guy. And we waited until it was, you know, fully in his hands, and he had the cash. And then we left. He got in his car. It was very interesting. Like, the guy clearly needed Bitcoin. mm. That yeah. was the night where I hung out with Danny Brewster for, okay. I think, 24 hours. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Some obscene. You can listen to that interview earlier on. I think we have that posted. It's like a seven hour interview. It's just us sitting in a hotel room and, and chit chatting. Yeah. If you don't know who Danny Brewster is, he ran a, a thing called Neo NB, which uh, a lot of people call a scam. Uh, I think it was na- naivety, maybe i don't i'm I'm not one of the people who lost money in it, so I don't know who did mm-hmm. uh or how much was lost by those people uh nor do I know the ins and outs of like what is true about what he says, but you know I don't think he's like living like high on the hog or anything like that mm. so I don't think he like walked away with a billion dollars uh which makes him at least at the very at the very worst a bad scammer a very bad one all right what's neutrino uh it's this... <laughs> what you call Tidwell again? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the day, let's call Tidwell. So Neutrino is... um, It's essentially uh, an idea for our Bitcoin light client. Um, ah, so it's a new way. Remember... That's right. Great. Remember, um, I think it's Bit37, the, the the Bloom filter implementation. So you can have like, uh, you know, light client, Lite wallets talking to full Bitcoin nodes. Okay. Just to get the transactions that the wallet is interested in. That way you can... Not have to run a full Bitcoin, or the idea is that you can not have to run a full Bitcoin node at the wallet level or right. at the software. Right, right. This is a. Oh, yeah. This was highly criticized so, so by well, uh, well, Nicholas, Dorier, Nicholas Dorier. Well, the argument isn't so. If you're going to do something like this, Neutrino is like a huge improvement over, uh, like SPV. The, the yeah, like the the Bloom filter shit. Um. Why is that? But uh, I that's I really don't know that. <laughs> um, well, he so he, po- he he actually posted an article, and he he, he seems to just resent. He was the like, fact that he people was like, run, like well, clients at all. Well, well, if you want to want to hear something interesting, Nicholas Dorier has made contributions, I think, to Core and has done a lot. Of, I mean, he he built out like the NBitcoin Bitcoin library. He's the guy behind BTC Pay server. Even he says he makes the comment. Um, I'm not going to dive into the computer science enough to understand like how why neutrinos like definitely an improvement, but like there's a whole there's a whole there's a whole specialization into how something like that works that is different uh you know it's it's a whole but the, but the idea is that how much do we want to really give support to uh light clients essentially and what are the trade offs that are made if we're able to like let's say and this is one of the reasons people are excited about neutrino run lightning on a wallet easier right um and he's taking the point that maybe this isn't something that we should really be openly endorsing. Cause the idea is, well, if people are using neutrino and now you are able to use like clients for, for, for Bitcoin wallets, um, it might lead to less decentralization and more towards centralization because now you have more people relying on fewer nodes. Um, so that's kind of an interesting thing. And there, you know, I, I, as far as I can tell, in Bitcoin's history, there's always been debate about the use of of of, of light clients, right? Um, because they, they offer some you know nice uh, nice advantages to, to running a Bitcoin node, but there's you know there's trade-offs involved, and you know. So I'm looking here at the grin emission rate. By the way, okay, <laughs> okay. So it, it uh, no, it's, so it looks it looks very very like smooth compared to like Bitcoin, mm-hmm. Bitcoin. Well, smooth the smooth how. Well, it's a smooth, you know, looks like a smooth graph. Whereas Mm. Bitcoin's like boop, 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 boop staircases of sorts. Okay, right. Right. So, I mean, you were saying Grin has no like end date, where they like all the Grins are mined. Yeah, I don't don't think that 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 doesn't exist with Grin. It's 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 at the tail end of its emission rate. They said something like four percent per year. Okay. Um which I know you then you start getting people talk, like talking about inflation and oh my god everybody was doing that on the Grin Channel. Yeah. Like it's just it matches the United States dollar. I'm like, no, it doesn't, you dick. Not at all. It's not inflation. Well, what do you would you how would you define that? Like what well, I what, don't know like, is... like there's this weird like understanding, like it seems like libertarians are obsessed with money supply in the strict sense. And they're also obsessed with uh, fractional reserve banking. I can't square the notion of liberty that libertarians uh, espouse Mm -hmm. with their willingness and desire to cap fractional reserve banking. I don't think they understand that fractional reserve banking is the state of nature. Like, given the opportunity to be a custodian, fractional reserve is the thing you will choose to do. The only thing that prevents people from fractionalizing things that you custody is law. Mm -hmm. So when libertarians advocate for low fractional reserve abilities or making fractional reserve illegal, they're actually advocating an impingement on liberty. Think about it. Because, because, right? Because the only thing preventing people, right? Because well, if you are fully, if you are fully, the natural say, state of freedom is that you can fractionalize. Why not? Yeah, yeah, right. Like, if you don't want to, what you could say is like, we are a bank that fractionalizes our assets, mm-hmm. and people would be like, well, I'm not going to put my money there, and there could be another bank. You could compete on fractionalization. But libertarians ought to be like the libertarian position ought to be that fractionalizing currency or fractionalizing assets and commodities is. A thing that the market will take care of. Mm-hmm. It's a stupid position, but this should be their position. The market will decide what the efficient amount of fractionalization is, and w- that we will have a market price for the for de-risking highly fractionalized commodities and assets. But that's not what they say, because mm. they're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't they, well the, the libertarian uh Rhetoric and ideas of how that stuff works is so far removed from why it actually is... Well, I just say, like, like, like dude, why, why can't you fractionalize stuff? If you know exactly what percentage of people withdraw, at, like, commodities or assets... And you can move money through a community in a way that, like, basically makes the whole community more wealthy. As long as the whole community doesn't show up to the bank and, like, withdraw money. Mm -hmm. I don't know. A bank could say, like, we only allow, you know, up to $2,000 in withdrawals a day. Anything more than that, we will shut the bank doors for the day. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I I don't see why. Like, the libertarian position ought to be that banks can self-regulate in all of these ways. And if you want to to fractionalize your money in a bank where you earn a little higher interest as a result, then, you know, that should be fine. Mm Mm-hmm. And then if you, you know, like maybe you get old and you say fractionalizing isn't for me in my old age and you move your money from a bank that fractionalizes into a bank that doesn't where you like know that when they say they have ten dollars, they have ten dollars. And what you'll do is you'll you'll now assume a negative interest rate because the bank has to make money Mm. wherein you pay the bank to hold your commodity or asset right on the other side. You want a positive interest rate? You got to allow fractionalization because that's where the bank makes its money. Yeah, and and allows yeah. Well, that's how it makes it money, and and also you have more liquidity in the money system. Right? I don't know if you have more liquidity, but you have. I mean, you you, you, you have uh, more people who are capable and able to spend. Like it's it's not an unknown that the that the, that it's possible that if everyone ran on the bank, the bank wouldn't have enough cash. Mm. I mean, it's backed up by the FDIC though. So like we have insured fractionalization in the United States of dollars. Through the FDIC. Because, right. Which, again, libertarians will call a farce, but it's paid for while you also get interest. So. They're they're ensuring that freedom that the banks get to do it. Right. And and what they do is they say the banks, instead of fractionalizing 100%, which would be the natural state of nature, banks can only fractionalize up to this risk level.
1: mm.
0: Right? So that, that's literally, like, the, the libertarian position on this is completely backwards from where they, it ought to be. If you're I've against, been making the case... Oh, sorry. I was going to say, well, if you're against fractional reserving, then you're a communist. I agree. Yeah. I've been making the case lately that fiat is freedom, and I think that <laughs> pisses people off. But I, I, I fully... I, I'm standing by this. Uh, I, think, I think that people need to embrace fiat as freedom. Okay. And here's why. A libertarian uh, is obsessed with, like, manipulation of markets... And they're obsessed with uh, gold-backed currencies and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, what if I, as a free man, don't want my currency backed in gold? Mm. I'm a slave to the government's desire to back it (laughs) in gold. Right right and i 'm a, I'm a slave to another government 's desire to dump it possibly on the floating point and like dump the price and and if you're obsessed with market manipulation what is what is what is it if not market manipulation for governments to hold massive quantities of gold that they are not using inside of a giant storage facility that libertarians in addition to being for the gold standard complain is not audited mm. <laughs> it's it's like filled like libertarians don't know what they want cuz if, if you're going to if you're going to ask the government to hold it in a giant uh secure facility then like everything every time you let somebody in there to do something you're it's risked it's you're risking those things right right and you know it's it's dumb like the the fed for example gets audited every year and uh, libertarians will tell you it doesn't and you know a lot of this stuff you know i don't I don't know what you want if the government's going to hold it and then print money based on it being backed by, like, this asset, gold, then you're trusting the government to be honest about how much gold it has. Mm. That doesn't seem any different than fiat to me. Right. Like, (laughs) that is a good point. Right. I mean, they would probably say that, like, oh, the government, like, the gold should be somewhere else. Where, but, like in a, but like in a like glass case, <laughs> like so we can all your, look at it in your basement. Like, wh- are you going <laughs> to verify it's not like filled with tungsten? Yeah, like the 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 prospects of like real real metal backed money mm-hmm. is it's so filled with stupidity and pitfalls. Not just like the centralization pitfalls, but like it is literal slavery. I don't want my money backed in gold. If you want your money backed in gold. Why not go buy gold with your fiat, which you are free to do? Mm. And then you can store the gold in your own house. Yeah. Now you don't have to worry because, like, you know, the government isn't holding it, and you can put it in your house. So it's yours. And then I can come in and steal it after breaking your legs. But that's not that's neither here Mm. nor there. At least now you know that it's there, right? You know it's yours. You know that like it comes from a trusted source. The government, uh, mm. so you know that it's legit gold. <laughs> <laughs> that's the other thing that's funny to me is that they all buy their gold from the government, right? Like, what, what, what more do you need in, in terms of being tracked? Like, <laughs> you're afraid of being tracked, so you buy your gold from the government in government-made gold coins. Yeah. So that that was stupid. <laughs> I'm amazed by it. Like, the, the, the libertarian position on that is just, it, it's astounding to me. To me, like, that that's the big downfall of Safadine's book. I think that this notion of a reserve currency is just, it's dumb for a lot of reasons. But for me, like, the idea of these things, I mean, there's there's a lot of, like, for example, why not back money in S&P 500 shares or, like, an all-market fund? Mm. And the answer is that it doesn't make for a good store of value because it goes up 9% per year, Right. There's other reasons, too, though. Like, what if you don't want your money backed in, you know, the S&P 500? Mm -hmm. It's sort of like a mandatory savings. And I think that it's dangerous to mandate that people save, you know, like, which would be a valid criticism of something like Social Security, right? But I think that that's dangerous. Like, that is, in fact, an impingement on freedom. We do that in the United States. We we mandate that people save. We, like, take a little bit out of their check, and we, we put it towards, in fact, most countries do that. And that's a little bit like—is that a problem? Maybe it's certainly like not—it's a slippery slope to you know not being free. But like we give up a little bit of freedoms to live in society. I don't think that you can escape that if your gold or if your currency is backed in an asset. Like you are—you are not free from I don't know the trappings of lobbyists who actually hold silver. Mm. Well, because you're whatever you're going to be. You're, you're going to be at risk to whatever it's backed in, right, and I just think about like and the problems of like like let's say the, the United States tomorrow, let's say gold becomes wildly unpopular. Who decides what the currency's backed in? What if gold's unpopular because people think it's racist, which I could see like this generation like thinking so gold is racist, <laughs> we can't back anything in gold anymore, so what do we have to do? We have to back it in. I don't know anything else, so we choose like tulips mm. So you're saying that like because the libertarians would argue that like the money, whatever it's backed in, should be people should be able to hold it as their store of value. And your right, store of value saying, like, becomes like, at risk of versus why not just hold th- it as your store of value? If you think that's a good idea, go ahead. Right. Just hold it. You can buy gold. Yeah. It's not banned. Go buy it. And the libertarian response would be that the government will take it from you like they did in the twenties. Then why'd you buy it from the government? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's yeah. Uh, well it's like so the other thing too is if you get money backed on like the s&p 500 which is from our opinion definitely well it's definitely better than well, gold it's funny to it's say, say that, that the reason things, you can't do that with the s&p 500 is because it grows too quickly yeah <laughs> <laughs> like it's going up so you'll much, have too much go, you'll have too much you'll have too much, much money. money yeah <laughs> Well, then, you don't want you, a currency. And then, and then, you, and then you want not have an incentive to spend it. Right. You you don't, like, that's the thing. You, you, you Okay, so maybe. Like, the way energy works generally is, is like, you have, a, like, a base layer of energy, mm-hmm. and then you have to, like, have, you know, energy to cover the spike. So nuclear, for example, covers that base layer, because it kind of provides, like, a constant output, and you don't need, like, I don't know, a trillion, billion, quadrillion gigawatts of energy all the time, unless you have Bitcoin miners in your space. So... You know, what you do is you, you supplement energy with wind energy and other forms, you know, solar and other forms of energy, coal, and you, you you can, you know, turn them on or off based on whatever you need and you know to manage spikes, right? So that's the same way with, like, money. We have all sorts of, like, sort of stores of value, mediums of exchange, et cetera, that, you know, they all have different functions. You have a base layer, and the dollar works really well because it doesn't inflate too fast. It's a pretty constant inflation rate. Uh, and we—it's we, expected. Yeah. And then, if you want, you can take those dollars and put them into anything you want. Mm. You need a very—you need a, The idea is that you need a non-volatile, consistent, predictable base layer. Right. And and I'm and I'm I'm a little scared of what happens when libertarians start considering opportunity cost. Uh, I talk about it as pseudotunity cost by like you invest in your ideology. The opportunity cost. Suterity cost is the opportunity cost you missed out based on your ideology, right? So if you look at it, like they'll talk about how the government's uh, devalued its currency by X amount mm-hmm. per year, uh, and that's you know evil and disgusting, and it's a tax, right? Well, the opportunity cost of putting your money in gold is exactly the same thing. The S and P five hundred or the you know like the all market fund has increased far beyond what gold has, mm-hmm. which makes the opportunity cost of not have ha- not having had your money in those things extremely high and is essentially devaluing gold despite the fact that gold goes up in price mm. think about it think about it think about it libertards i ju- i just can't stand the ideology it's so dumb yeah like every every libertarians well, out there like looking they're, they're okay so they're they're obsessed with finding a store of value that isn't like fiat. Mm-hmm. But none of them have done the analysis one more like one more step and realized that nobody holds cash. Right. Like no one no one invests in cash. But they have but they, they have like this Austrian idea that like people should be investing in the cash. I don't get that. Like because it should be appreciating. Because why? People, right. Like wh- like why 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 is that supposed to be better? Or whatever. Like, right. why is that... Why why is that any that moral come from Where did that rule come from? Like, because, why? Because they think that, like, that's what people are getting paid in, so they shouldn't have to... They shouldn't have to just make the easy decision to put that money elsewhere. Isn't more options more liberty? Right. Because I would say it is. Yeah. Because if it's backed... Right. If I'm required to keep my money in cash, or, like, even if... Like, I mean, you have options. Mm-hmm. You don't have to keep your money in U.S. dollars. There's plenty of other things you can keep them in. You could keep them, for example, in... Uh, in, I don't know, Goldman Sachs debt. Mm. I'm sure there are debt indexes you can put your money into. If you put your money into a debt index, that's no different than, you know, a dollar. You're just buying, like, the debt of companies that you find trustworthy. You could literally have Goldman Sachs bucks. Yeah. And they're just, you know, essentially bonds and Goldman Sachs debt. Is is getting paid in fiat more free than getting paid in Bitcoin? I, is, is it more that, free? Or is it, or is it, I don't know. You know, here's the thing about Bitcoin. I've been thinking a lot about this. So, so every, I, I am a strong believer that money, in order to be created, requires, it requires a creation of debt in some ways, right? And, uh, and I think it's, you know, I, th- I think it's a little Keynesian. Sorry, listeners. It's a little Keynesian. But, you know, you create debt. It's, money is a, is a running system of IOUs, right? It's just, it's a, it's, it's a state, it's a channel. Enlightening, lightning, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a running list of IOUs, and we keep that list going based on you know paying dollars. You, I owe you a dollar. I give because you gave me a dollar in service. I pay you the dollar. Uh, that is that is good for some other person that you like that performs a service for you. You give them that piece of paper. It's essentially like a, accounting of how many IOUs or how much how much IOU you are you are storing up, and then how much you can give to someone else. So you need a cascading series of debts in order to create the money. The first debt being you know the creation of the money. You you create it uh, by creating debt to somebody else. Mm. It's a completely reasonable system. That's not unreasonable. That's just how money is made.
1: Right.
0: So, Just make so, it. So, 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 Bitcoin is is causing uh, debt to the universe, or well, well it it, it, it's, it's <laughs> in some ways, right? Because like Bitcoin like doesn't. Because that's for, that's for, that's where that's that's where it's so coming like, from. Right? It's entropic. Yeah, like the debt is to the energy company. Someone has to pay for the maintenance of, you know, nuclear energy or solar or whatever the heck it is. But there is a debt created to the energy company. Mm -hmm. And if you don't believe me, explain to me why it is that after Bitcoin collapsed in price, all of these mining companies went bankrupt. Who did they owe money to? Right. Why didn't they go bankrupt the day after Bitcoin dropped? Why did it take a month? because the electric bill came in. Ah, cuz the electric bill is a debt. Yes. And you know what? Here's the thing, like it might be more efficient than the dollar. And the reason being like right now, the way that the way that money works mm-hmm. is that countries issue it, right? And then when a country goes bust, you have an enormous default. It's a huge problem for everybody because the entire country's debts go unpaid. And it's cascading. It's like a huge it's a huge issue. It causes global crisis. It might be more efficient, rather than a country to go bankrupt, for a small miner to go bankrupt and not be able to pay its debts. Think about it. Huh. That's that's an interesting way to look at it. Right? I've been waiting to deploy that one for a while. Really? Yeah. Because, like... Did I blow your mind? Yeah, you kind of... Yeah. I'm thinking about that one right now. Yeah. Because right now, like, the base layer... The most efficient way we have of, of money creation is coming from countries just because those are large entities and that's right. kind of... And they're managing, they're managing a giant pool of risk so and then eventually, you know, someone mismanages it and, it and the country... I mean, there's a great book uh, called This Time Will Be Different mm-hmm. and it, it's by Ken Rogoff. It's the only book that he wrote that's good. Just kidding. Uh, by Ken <laughs> Rogoff, who was president of the World Bank. He wrote, this, uh, he wrote a shitty book on Ethereum and crypto last year a little bit on oh. getting rid of money. Okay, Getting rid of paper money. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of a crappy idea, the, like his presentation. I mean, he talks a lot about Ether, by the way, and just doesn't have any idea what he's talking about on the crypto side. But Rogoff wrote a book that actually is very good. It's an academic work. It's, uh, it's, it's called This Time uh, Where Things Will Be Different or This Time It's Different. I don't remember exactly what it is. But it, you, you search for it, you'll find it. And he goes through sort of the history of uh, country defaults. And he talks about the only countries that haven't defaulted, the United States being among them, and how you know just pretty much every country defaults at some point. Which again, you know, that goes to the libertarian criticisms. They love they love talking about how everyone defaults. I, it's funny to me. Libertarians will talk about how countries default, but they won't talk about how libertarian projects default much faster, mm. like <laughs> Liberty Dollar. <Yeah.
1: laughs>
0: but all countries at some point do default, and I think that it's probably safer to have a minor default. A literally, you know, miners in the M I N E R sense, but also it's minor in the M I N O R sense, in that it doesn't cause like, there's not like four trillion dollars outstanding or a hundred trillion dollars outstanding when a miner goes bankrupt. It might be like three million, mm. you know? And, you know, maybe that's far more efficient. You're, you're in some ways sort of indexing the number of people that can go bankrupt, and the result is that you don't have uh, these huge outstanding debts and you you don't have one default all at once that no one knows what to do with is you know and and in some ways you know that's kind of what the fifty one percent attack helps is that if you you can't acquire fifty one percent without destroying the network in some ways right yeah well it's also it's also like now the now that risk is kind of offshoot to the people minti- you know creating the money Correct. which can be anybody, but it kinda it's kind of saying it privatizes a it it privatizes the default of 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 creating money yeah. Yeah, that safety and put that in your book and pretend it's your idea. (laughs) Huh, should we have a moment of silence for that one? Yeah, I I mean, I I think that that's for me at least that's an an idea I've been toying with the last few weeks. I don't know if that's true, but I would like someone who's an economist to tell me why I'm wrong because that's that's kind of that seems true to me. Yeah, I mean. That, I, made, I like, I like the look on your face. It's very like, well, because oh my I God, how have I never thought of that? Well, it's like...
1: I, you know, I think well, everyone I, else...
0: I, I never would have thought of that. Right. Uh, but like, it's it's thinking about That's it... right, I forget. Yeah, one well, <laughs> more. Well, but it's... It, it goes back into like... You've, you've mentioned the whole like money is debt thing. Yeah. And we, you know, we're always asking, what is money? Right. But then it's like, well, what is it and, and how is it kind of created? And are there better states of how we can kind of inject money into the economy in general? Right. And is... is Proof of work mining, uh, a more efficient, or uh, you know, essentially a more efficient way of doing that versus the current systems. But and, again, and again, and by the, the, way, and the, and the thing is, it, what's hilarious too is that it, it, it's it's a pro Bitcoin argument over government fiat money, but for
1: sure a much is. more nuanced
0: reason than than libertarians are. Yeah, it privatizes so. the risk of money creation, right? And the and the debt default, right? They're they're in. So take that, libertarians. <laughs> you know what's funny too is I think the reason that libertarians state that they love gold uh-huh. is that it with it holds its price, right? <laughs> right. It's, okay, it's it holds its, it's stable. <laughs> one suit that you could you could have bought one suit in 1913, you can buy one suit today with with a gold the Troy ounce of gold, right? It's or, one and, and you could buy one toga mm-hmm. back in Greek times with the Troy ounce of gold. I don't know how, how true that is, but I've heard libertarians assert it. Okay. If you're really looking for a store of value, if that's if that is your like ultimate search, then Bitcoin is not the answer. Because it goes up too fast. Mm. <laughs> and down too fast. And or medium of exchange for that matter. Yeah. Like the menu cost of like Bitcoin businesses has to be insane. The menu changing costs. Mm. Think about it. Like if your money is like deflating and and by deflating, I mean like when it goes from 2,000 to 20,000, mm-hmm. right? When your money's deflating at a rate of like 100% a month, which occasionally Bitcoin does, that's a, that's a giant problem. When it's inflating, you know, and that, that's when it goes from 20,000 to 2,000 in the matter of two weeks uh, or 3,000, whatever it is, whatever, whatever it did in that like giant dump, that's a big problem too. Mm-hmm. How would you as a business be able to keep up with like the price of, you know, something that's changing that fast? It'd be very difficult unless you know we print e-ink menus, which I think is on the horizon. Mm. Whereas, like if your menu changing costs can like peg the Bitcoin to something such as a stable asset like the U.S. dollar, you're you're much better off. Yeah. Well, you, because you need to you need to you need to find a way to peg it to something that isn't that volatile. Well, the beauty I mean, we, of it is we that just, we we just can't. The, the way that we deal with menu co- menu changing costs in bitcoin right now and i don't see why this has to change the the the, the way that you do it now is that you just peg it to something you know stable quasi stable like tether well like the us dollar well, which yeah dollar which is which tether just, yeah have i have i given you the the, the, the thoughts on uh, tether and the fractionalization situation there Ye, i think so that one, that one i think is really funny too do you want to you want to talk about yeah, it? Yeah, sure. So like Remind Bitcoiners that... okay, so Bitcoiners are arguing whether there is enough Tethers in the bank right to like sustain Tether. And there's a lot of people who say that there definitely is. But the you, humor you, wait, to clarify, you mean enough US dollars US in the dollars bank to in back the Tethers exactly. But the humor of it is is that what Tether has to do is to put the money into a bank, which is what everybody wants audited, which is fractionalized, which means that even if it's audited, we know that the money isn't there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that's true. Not only is it not there, because Tether never plans on withdrawing it, it's probably the most stable fractionalized reserves in the bank. Right, because you know that they're not going to actually withdraw it. Right, for sh- and I bet other- the bank loves it. Because this is the fart cast today. Hold, hold really it, hold, fucking is because 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 hold, because being a being a bank banking with tether reduces probably increases the amount that you can fractional reserve. Oh fuck like, yeah, right. Well, because, think about it. Like, you we, go, because, because, whatever your because, assets are, because the risk because how much you can fractional reserve is based off of the risk of people pulling it out. So right. now your risk. Goes down. Like, think about you're... it. Like, like, Tether is what three billion dollars or something like that outstanding oh, yeah. at this point. Like, some bank gets to put three billion dollars in their bank against which Tether will never have to, uh, like, you know, do dick with. Right. Anyhow, uh, so this week the Stanford Blockchain Conference happened. Yeah. Stanford Blockchain, which I think is really interesting. I'm, I'm putting it up on Merkle Report so that everyone can kind of take a look at was uh it's who is Conj- conjure Conjured. on twitter that's brian bishop yeah uh you know bitcoin cordev fastest the typer he, in the world i, I yeah. and he's kind of a big guy yeah like me but the difference is i think he's a kind of fat where your fingers are also fat so i don't know like how he types so fast he must yeah. have like a fat person keyboard like he can he can he can he can Get through the keys. I, like like I, I don't know what the hell it is. Like he's just like stenographer. I don't know what he does. He transcripts all of these talks. and all stuff. Of them. He's and amazing. They're, they're really good. Yeah. I don't even know why he programs. He just transcribes everything. Yeah. Uh, conjure should transcript the world's text over. The wor- just go to conferences and just yeah. That should be his like special service. I, I mean, he d- he does it at the Satoshi Roundtable. He does it at a, a bunch of other places. Like he's just I don't know what the fuck he's using. It's just insane, though. Mm. His transcripts are great. Yeah, they're really good. He's the court reporter of Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the court reporter. <laughs> and then Roger Ver "Yeah, <laughs> so just just like just like that's, Bitcoin how, Amazon, that's how I know Bitcoin a... Cash isn't going to work. They don't have Brian Bishop. Yeah, they don't have, they don't have the court reporter. How are they going to know what's going? How, how are they going to know what happens? Yeah." <laughs> We know what's oh, going on in Bitcoin because we have Kanji. Yeah, but um, but that Stanford Blockchain Conference—that's a. Some of the talks are they range, but it's it's more about like cryptography related to blockchains. Yeah, so you have like interesting things where people are talking about like bulletproofs and maybe like scriptless scripts and like some other interesting stuff that we know is coming Limble, to Bitcoin. Wimble, Mimble, Wimble. I think there was also some Ethereum stuff, which I. That might be a little interesting. I'm not really sure. I'm just betting it's not. But like we can we can pretend. Yeah. Um. But that seems like a really interesting conference, and uh, it's definitely more of a cryptography. So, so conference. Conjure put them on his site, and his site is kind of suck for mm. like uh, layouts. Well, he also open source all. He open sources all of this, right? So so, so I have been taking them, mm-hmm. and I have been putting them on Merkle Report, where it's easier to read the the transcripts. Mm. So I think uh, you know. Uh, subsequently, with this show, I think I'll be releasing a, uh, you know, basically uh, gathering all of the transcripts all and the transcripts them and in a nice little, you know, readable place. Okay. And uh, everyone can go look at them. There's a lot of really interesting stuff, and most of it's stuff that is really boring. Yeah. <laughs> you well, won't understand. <laughs> it depends on what your interests are, um, but. I don't know uh, if it does. It's really it's really it's, obtuse. Some of the stuff is pretty technical. By the way, I got a uh I came across another resource this week. Um that's from Tari Labs. Right. So the Monero people like fluffy and stuff. And uh they have um it's also there's also like a GitHub repo for this. Okay. But it's a lot of documentation on, on um, you know, some very technical concepts that are not related specifically to Monero, but uh, you know, stuff like Schnorr signatures uh, you know how Mimblewimble works uh, and I think that's like the Target labs site interesting, which I thought was interesting. I was looking through that earlier today, and uh they even have a lot of examples in rust so oh, kind of like that's your favorite language yeah, I mean Sean's he, the best rust programmer in no, Florida no <laughs> that's not true there's there's like ten programmers down here that know rust, but I like to say it, and I know I know like oh, you're I, I've read like I like the one oh one you're at so. least in the top ten i'm I'm in the top ten, I can say that. <laughs> Um, that's the thing with new programming languages. If you get on it first, you can be one of the best, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> for at least a little while. <laughs> there, were, there. Early on, when Facebook started, there were all these people making Facebook games, mm-hmm. and like some of them, I I was I was pretty you know tapped. I was tapped in, mm-hmm. and I knew what would be uh I knew what would be popular. So I jumped in and I played a few of them and a couple of them I was like first place, you know, for like three days. Oh yeah. Look where oh, I am yeah, now. I mean, yeah. Look where it got me. Yeah, now you're now you're like a fat guy. Now you're 10,000th in Fortnite or something. Oh, I'm so bad, dude. I'm not 10,000th. If I were 10,000th, do they they rank all players globally like that, or is it not? No. Like, how would you? How would you? How would you know? How would you know your rank? Well, there's FortniteTracker.com. Okay. And uh, you can see how bad I am there. You know, I guess Fortnite Tracker. Apparently, apparently everybody is getting off that game. If oh. they're if they're uh, any if is they know it, anything about video games, has it reached peak it as it reached it's, peak? It's adoption? reached peak Fortnite, I think. It, okay, which I'm okay with because I think they'll all be back because it's fun. So I'm gonna have some time to get better at it. Okay, where are, well, if people are leaving it, that is to say that there's another game. They're they're all more. going to COD, COD, COD. Like COD? COD. Oh, Call of Duty. That one. That's what they, they say. Is COD. There, is there a new C- Call of Duty? Yet? There's apparently a new Call of Duty, and it's got some kind of like Battle Royale function. But I have difficulty switching games because I I don't want the distraction. I, I regret Fortnite enough mm. that I'm not going to try COD. That's probably a good idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you ever have you ever played a video game that's taken that many hours of your life before Fortnite? Yes, that was social like that. Yeah, Pokemon. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Po- Pokemon okay. Go, definitely. But, but not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's not so much taken hours. It's a nice relaxing activity. Yeah. You know, it's it's every night I, I relax and uh, you know I I what I do while I'm playing Fortnite is I like I play it casually often I'll get on and for the first hour and a half or so as I'm playing it. I'll put a book on tape or something like that, and I'll play it casually, not really caring if I win or lose, and just kind of listen to, like, books or, like, you know, finishing a couple podcasts or whatever the case. And uh, so, you know, I, it's it's not unproductive time. Uh, it's, just, it's just time that, like, I give my brain something else to do and kind of wind down for the day, which I like to do, you know? Yeah. I like to wind down. But it's fucking time-consuming. I can see how kids drop out of college with shit like this. I mean... When I was in college, there was World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft, Warcraft. yeah. And then and then and then, and then, and then, and then, I discovered Minecraft Finals Week. Would we have Ethereum if there weren't Wordle, World of Warcraft? I don't think we would. Wordle, we're, yeah. Wordle, Wordle. It was, of it was in the Burning Crusade. There was the Ethereals. They were like their own like race, and uh, they had all types of. They were like a different. They were part of. Uh, what was the, the the new world that you went to in that expansion okay and they had a thing called the ethereum in it and then they have like the, the, the whisper protocol and stuff like that well a whisper was what you would that was essentially how you would private message people in the game yeah which yeah you know. is ethereum the worst thing that ever came out of world of Warcraft <laughs> probably yeah I, <laughs> <laughs> I had this feeling that Vitalik would was like i I really I really like Bitcoin but i I need to make some money, yeah, <laughs> I guess I'll just invent a new blockchain, and so he did, yeah, and now we have Ethereum, and he named it off of the only job he'd ever had, which was playing world of Warcraft <laughs> 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 and for those who are new, I mean, just look at ethereum, the entire protocol is rife with like world of Warcraft imagery, which is weird, yeah, kinda it definitely has like a fantasy element like that's so that, weird that, that like uh. What do you, what do those people call themselves? Like they're like transhuman futurist types. I don't oh yeah, like like uh, um Ray, Ray Kurzweil, like th- futurists, like shit like that. Yeah, oh. they're very, like that just kind of always seemed like that's what the Ethereum community was like early they're, on. But dude, I just think that Ethereum is the millennial blockchain. The millennial block. Oh yeah, hell yeah. I've, I I think I have this theory. Mm-hmm. I think millennials are going to be. The most scammable generation ever. Okay. Why, why do you think, why do you think, why millennials? Like, why, what about this generation? Well, if you look at them, they're obsessed with like being kind. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of really kind people in blockchain. Almost every one of them runs a scam. <laughs> yeah. And if you assume that everyone's kind and that they have the, your like best intentions out, despite the fact that they owe you nothing, like all you're going to do is walk into a room where someone is trying to take advantage of you and then does.
1: Mm.
0: Like, if you're not guarding against that, that's all that you're going to, like, that's what's going to happen. So you have a generation filled with people who have complete and utter optimism for the world, think that nobody is going to take advantage of them, and uh, you combine sort of this optimistic outlook on the world with, like, this sort of California sensibility in astrology, and you combine that with, like, an inability to detect when someone's trying to screw you, and, and and the di- the most difficult part about millennials is is the the times they get screwed. Oftentimes, people have no idea that they are trying to screw somebody else. It's the you didn't know you're a scammer thing all mm. over again, but like to a, a completely new level. And like that, if you saw the Netflix Fire Festival stuff, oh yeah, very literally exactly oh, yeah. what happened. It's not like that guy wasn't trying to put on a festival. He was. He was full on trying to put on a festival. He just had no idea what he was zero. And he was trying to—he was trying and he to wrote, put on a festival to yeah. cover like another scam that he'd done. Yeah. So to pay for a scam that he accidentally ran, he ran another scam accidentally, and then like to recover from that, he ran another scam to pay for it. Yeah. So like, and 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 the, and, and not just that, millennials are celebrity obsessed. completely celebrity obsessed, mm-hmm. and uh, they they want they, they the FOMO thing is just huge. Yeah. Like well, I I couldn't give two shits what people like this I was always confused when I heard that like they're looking at their phones and trying to see who likes their stuff. I thought that was stupid because I can't imagine having a dumber metric for whether like I put something out that's important. But people people like the likes. They want they're the, literally emotionally invested in if it. If I showed you bait if I showed you what happens if I open my Instagram with like the search is like like if I scroll, it's like all Dude, of it's these all butts. It's butts, it's it's physical people like these chicks like i don't know who this girl is this girl has like a thousand likes whoa i clicked on this dude right here has fifteen thousand likes whoa i I have no idea what the fuck he's just look at him he's He's got very nice abs yeah this guy is 12 like this is if i didn't know you sean i would think you were well what's funny is that you'd think that you'd be like this guy must be gay because he's like i want you i didn't say it you said it but and it might be true well when you follow some of these uh like bodybuilder types Instagram starts recommending like other bodybuilder types. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then you're like you're like on you're like on Instagram. You're like, why am I why do I see all these dudes? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's, but it's it's, what, you're looking at. Bodies. the funny joke is that like a lot of straight guys are also looking at straight guys working out because it's like, oh yeah, I want to look like that. to yeah. watch this guy and see what he does. Yeah. I feel like I, I always I always thought that like a funny Instagram channel would be me doing the same exercises as like really fit guys. Yeah, with my shirt off. Yeah, there's one there's one. That... <laughs> There's one of this chick that's hot, and she's just smoking weed, really? Yeah, how many likes does she have i I, I gotta find it. the Instagram does like these videos. I don't really know how it works, but uh they're like these like five second clips. I should follow Instagram. her, and I'll, I'll give you more, but I bet I bet it's like fifty thousand hundred thousand. but the fucked up thing is is that Whoa. if you get two hundred thousand likes or one hundred thousand likes like you can the idea is that you can pull in a lot of advertiser revenue. I've just learned that so like I, I agree. I've just learned that there is a completely other world in the world mm. that I am complete I have no access to. Like Fire Festival advertised all on Instagram. Well, how, they, all on how influencers. they well the fuck Jerry stuff. The fact that you can name your company Fuck Jerry. I just like the idea of like how do you defend that in court like um uh, your honor F. Jerry, uh, you know, like, you can't even say the company's name in a court, I feel like. Are you not allowed to curse in court? I just think that, I I would think it would be very bad form, but, like, if your company's name is literally a curse. I get, yeah. We were represented by fuck Jerry. Yeah. You don't say that word in my courtroom. You know, it would be very difficult. But, yeah, the the Fire Festival stuff, I heard about it right after it happened because there was, like, a, I don't remember where it was, but there was a little, like, I think it was Vice. Did a little piece on it pretty quick after it happened. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I heard about it then, but now we have these two giant documentaries coming out, and I realized even after seeing the Vice thing, I had no ability to go to that thing, zero ability to even get scammed there because I didn't know that that was happening. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I, didn't I, there's, I would never have known. Like, the, the, uh, advertising has bifurcated into these like tiny little communities that I have no access to, into or out of or anything. I just. Not in any way a part of my world, mm. and and the notion of FOMO, like seeing an Instagram model and like being excited that she's going to be like I, the the Fire Festival interview was like Kendall Jenner was going to be there, and I'm like, well, why would you want to hang out with her? What like what do you know about Kendall Jenner? Mm. Well, but the, but the the idea is that like that's where that's where the fun cool people. are. I don't even know who Kendall Jenner is, by the way. I assume she's related to Bruce Jenner. I mean. You be Caitlyn. Caitlyn. Jenner. J- I don't. I didn't mean, I didn't mean a j- dead name. Caitlyn Jenner. I assume she's related to Caitlyn Jenner, but I, I, I actually have legitimately never seen her. Well, do you know what she's famous for being? No, I think she's just famous for being famous. Like she's not. She's related to those people. She. She doesn't do. She, that's all she is. I think. I don't know. Okay, but like that's that's an industry at this point. But like, oh, I, yeah. it doesn't matter. though. I I literally have no idea who she is. But not just that. If you were to say to me, like, we're going to a party. Arnold Schwarzenegger's going to be there. I'd be like, okay, is he a nice guy? We don't know. Then why would I give a fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, I have, like, I have no... Completely apathetic as to hanging out with someone I don't know. Why would I want to go hang out with someone I don't know? Celebrity or not? I'm happy to meet anybody. Arnold, if you're listening, but like give me a call. But, like, yeah. But But the celebrity thing is that... Like, most people would be, oh, that makes that event more appealing because, like, a famous person that I know what is going to be there. What the fuck does she know? Like, oh, God, great, Kendall's going to be there. Yeah. Like, I think celebrities at this point are flashpoints where you're like, well, well but she's going to be but, but, there. But therefore, there will be uh, a 10,000 more people there because all of us go wherever we know she is. So that means that this will be successful. Well, that's one thing. Right. Like, if I, if I thought, oh, there's going to be a lot more hot girls there. And a lot more people there. That, that's going to be better because they all think that she's going to be there. So it's so easy now. If you want, for example, if you're if you want to sell Amway, what you do is you build up, you, you get muscles, right? Uh, or you do a funny Instagram channel or whatever the hell it is, and then all of a sudden one day, just convert it mm-hmm. and just start talking about the products you're selling and start selling Amway products to all of the people that are on your Instagram channel. That's how you do it. Like it's it's so easy to scam these. Dumb kids. It's so different than it ever has been. And the other thing about this generation that is like, every generation has an arrogance problem, Mm -hmm. and I don't mean to sound like Socrates complaining about like the previous generation, but this generation is like particularly bad. And the generation after them, I'm totally okay with. I think haven't seen the evidence yet, but these millennials, Mm -hmm. the thing with them, is that they are uh, they're they're fucking just arrogant about how much they know because they have the internet at their hands. So, like, they have analysis. Like, the problem with it, I think, is that I'll talk to them, and and I feel like an old fuddy-duddy at this point, right? But, like, you talk to them, and they don't do analysis of anything. They're like, oh, is it right? I don't know. Let's just Google it. And they Google it, and, like, they they get to, like, Vox.com. They're like, here's your answer. Like, that guy's opinion is my answer? What does that guy know? I don't Mm. know that guy. Mm. It's like a calculator of of information. You just, like, you don't learn the equations. You just look at, you know, look it up. Right. They they have no understanding of anything underlying like i actually actually saw a thing that it was like we're we uh we're drowning in information but starving for wisdom yeah which is, which is a very like I, no, I agree with that but that but i think that's very true because there's lack of the wisdom there's lack of like the understanding of like how to verify things or how to uh, come to truth it's more oh it, all the information's a google search away and it whatever that leads to is that that must be yeah. And, and before That's... I'm before I'm accused of being an old fuddy-duddy, which I think I think is a, a fair criticism. I, I will say the the thing I have no tolerance for here is the, the just the the whininess, mm-hmm. just like the weeping and the like. Ah, you hurt my feet! You've done literal violence to me, and, and like ah, fuck yourself! <laughs> literal violence through words. Yeah, it's so dumb. <laughs> What's crazy is there's a lot of like it, it, it does characterize our generation right? and, and it's not all of them, by the way. i I myself am in the millennial generation, yeah, so it's it's weird to like be so but but like I look at stuff, particularly with regard to entrepreneurs mm-hmm. so for the last like 20 years, we've been told that entrepreneurs are like these young kids. You know, kids that, you know, dropped out of college to go build a company. You have people like Bill Gates and, you know, Apple, Steve Jobs, et cetera, who were really young when they started these businesses and, and just grew them hugely. And by the time they were 25, 26, they were just ridiculously wealthy. And their business had some obvious applications, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. right? But now, like, when, when I see lists of millennials who have started big companies, they're all 35 years old. I can't think of... Like, they're 35 years when they started? No, they're, they're like, like 35 years old now. Yeah. It's like nothing has come out of this group of kids that are in their 20s. Mm. Nothing. There's no, like, 22-year-olds running anything Other than Snapchat, maybe. Maybe. But I think that those guys are, like, in their 30s now, too. Well, like, you got to think, like, the last one... And that's a shit business. It's it's not, like, disruptive. It's just pictures that disappear. Right. Like, was maybe Zuck the last disruptive millennial... Age maybe person. I don't know. Like what? 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 You, well, Airbnb, the, Airbnb. I think that guy's pretty young. The Airbnb guy. Yeah, Airbnb. Okay, so like maybe that guy. But there's not as many. Like despite all the hype of Silicon Valley and all these companies and all this money, there aren't many very like disruptive businesses. And the ones that are are not necessarily founded by people that are in that journey. And most of them like, are like, even the disruptive. U- like <laughs> a lot of them, are, like they're making a lot of money, but they're no different than what exists already. Mm. So I don't know. Like I, I I've. I have, like, very weird prospects for, like, what's going to come entrepreneurially from this next cohort of, like, Americans, mm. which will be really interesting because maybe, you know, what, what, oh, that's the thing with, like, the scams we're talking about, like, Theranos, Theranos. Like, that's more. When you teach your kids that they can't fail, mm-hmm. that, like, failing is, like, the ultimate evil and that they're all winners, that they're winners by like default, then I don't know what you get, but you, you definitely get people who are like, I believe I can do, you know, and then like the next thing will be like, time machines. Mm-hmm. You want something that like characterizes the ICOs? Like, uh, how much you want to bet that every ICO that like had a really, really stupid idea was a sub 30 year old mm-hmm. running yeah. that thing? Because yeah. I bet it was. Yeah. <laughs> Most likely, yeah. That's, that's generation of scams or, or. it's what i i really firmly believe it like i just i'm looking at i'm looking at what what's coming and I, even with the blockchain stuff like you want to know what's like propping up a lot of these like really scammy projects in bitcoin it's people who are believing that these things are going to work just by virtue of the fact that they believe mm. right so I, you know i look at something like ethereum That project has no legs, in my opinion. It's so bad that they have to rewrite the entire software to have Ethereum 2.0. The entirety of their blockchain is being rewritten. Mm. And then, I I suppose, hard for it. (coughs) Again. (laughs) And they're going to rewrite it from soup to nuts, and they're going to implement it. I don't really think that Vitalik is that involved anymore in the programming side of things. I think some, like, adults or people who think they're adults took it on not realizing that it's a really dumb idea. And you know, you look at the believers in Ethereum, these conferences are filled with mediocre 22-year-old and 26-year-old programmers. And I don't think they have any prospects like look at consensus. Mm like no 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 prospects for where they can well i just think they like, have believers and shit right so like the, the consensus people what do they do they they fiddled around with the blockchain i think that it's great that they learned what a blockchain does and how it works but i'm guessing that most of them not all of them but most of them are probably firm believers in the ethereum sort of network mm. so i mean w- w- what do you get you get a you get a person who's a believer in the network are they going to like work on bitcoin no, they're going to like stick with Ethereum and they're going to continue to be fairly mediocre in building on a platform that's doomed to fail. Mm. And I, I mean, that's the same thing. Like Ther- Theranos, if you read the book, uh, was it Out for Blood or whatever it's called? Bad Blood? I don't remember. But if you read that book, which is the biography of Theranos, it's, I mean, it's literally just from you know beginning to end sort of this like long string of people who knew the company was lying, who knew the company was a failure and just kept working for it. And mainly they did that because they got a paycheck, which you don't get in Ethereum. In Ethereum, you just get happiness for your great contribution to society for doing something real stupid. Yeah. If anything, you lose money because you had your funds locked up in a smart contract. Well, I'm, what, I'm gonna, <laughs> what I'm curious about is at the end of all of this, how many people come out and talk about the very sad day that they quit their job to go do something good to like, like I, I quit my job so I could go save the world and I started working for MakerDAO. Like okay, yeah. How'd that work out? Well, it worked for a couple of years and then kind of collapsed. Yeah, <laughs> lost a lot of people, lost a lot of money. Yeah. So, okay, good. Like I don't know what to tell you. Mm. So This is a ranty show. Well, ranty rant. It's very much how the fire festival stuff played out, which both documentaries were great. Yeah, I mean it's the same. It's the same cultural attitude of. Well, I just like I, similar. I, talking to talking to people t- talking to millennials, and I I don't like using that word because like the notion that there's like a cutoff, like you know it's a big it's a big generation. But I got like people born in two thousand on like who think the internet has always existed. Mm-hmm. Two thirds of them, by the way, don't know what Auschwitz was. Where did this number come from? I, I don't remember where I heard. I saw the study this week. Two thirds of millennials, they're saying, don't know what Auschwitz was. Like, are they? How are they? What's the question and what are the answers? What's Auschwitz? Is it just like, what's Auschwitz? I I don't know. I'm looking it up right now. (laughs) Or is it like, what? Yeah. Let's see. Two thirds Uh of millennials. It's on religionnews.com. Let's see. Let's see if they link to the original. Nazi death camp, a survey commissioned by the Conference on Jewish Material Claims Against Germany uh, found that 66% of American ages 18 to 34 cannot identify what Auschwitz was. Hmm So I mean That that history is just getting lost They're not not learning that Oh yeah Well I think that that's part of it Like you're like A long distance away from You know You you know what the thought is about like What Hitler's gonna be Remembered as He'll just be Blackbeard the pirate At some point It'll be like like, It'll be like Genghis Khan You'll dress up for him for Halloween (laughs) Like that's (laughs) what will happen Like I'm Genghis Khan Oh okay Yeah You're a rapist Yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's a weird costume. Yeah. Like, kids do it. Like, I'm Genghis Khan. You're like, okay. And what's nice. fucked What's fucked is that they're not learning, like, what... Th- they don't even have a shallow concept of the bad things that have happened in the last century. Dude, it's hard. Because, like, what, what do you do? You bring in, like, you know... When I was a kid, you still had uh, Holocaust survivors, right? And you'd bring them in, mm-hmm. and they would talk about it, and it was just devastating. But as you get distant from that history, it's 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 not it ceases to be real. Mm. You know, it's just the the farther you get from it. And I think we're like w- witnessing that transition, which is really weird. Cause when I was a kid, like there were just like, it was, it was a big deal. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I remember, I remember, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was studied, I, you know, you learn about it. There's museums, you know, there's documentaries and stuff you watch it's just it was like always a thing that people talked about right as something that was like really important to know really big that happened in the last well minute. and you look at it it was profound it was like this you know this like kernel of profundity you'd have someone come in and talk about the fact that they like survived a jewish war camp and they would talk about the many people around them who died and you know how they survived and why they survived, why they bothered to survive, why they got passed over for death—like mm-hmm. the weird guilt of that—it's just. I mean, they're harrowing stories,
1: mm.
0: and you know, like I look, I look at like I look at kids today, and they got no respect. <laughs> no, it's just—it's just kind of an observation. They don't seem to have the same sort of understanding of uh, of, of that time as like we did. Mm-hmm. Which is weird because I think that I mean I, maybe that's good. Maybe you need history to soften that sort of thing. But I don't think it is. Uh, I just I, I think it's weird to watch, like a, like a group of people who have very different perspectives on something that was like very profound, mm-hmm. at least to us. Anyhow, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's everything. It's a it's a so. it's a short show, only two hours. Oh, only two hours! Big rant in the middle twice. You ranted twice. Oh yeah, I think I think people will appreciate that. All right, Uh, Sean, tell people where they can find us. Uh, We're on Telegram and Twitter. We're there. Telegram, Twitter. That's very very helpful, Sean. Eth plus coin, Jojo. Okay, the Eth plus coin, (laughs) Jojo. It's (laughs) it's 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 the chat where mediocre idiots come to go pro. That, I like that. That's funny. It's very funny. <laughs> this is Johnson. Chunking up the Deuce of the South. The masses is in to go in peace. St. Catherine, pray for us. All right. All right, so, all right, Sean. Sweet little song. It's been a while, so here we go. It's going to be... Uh... Oh, I pulled the mic right out of the stand. That's okay, though. We'll kiss after this is done, all right? Sounds good to me.